Hey, what's up, everybody? Conrad and I are asked many times, when are you guys going to come out and do another live show? Got great news for you. We're going to be coming to Wayne, New Jersey at Turf City Indoor Sports Center on Saturday, September 28th at 3 o'clock. And we're going to be there as part of Go Professional Wrestling's Go Big or Go Home event. That's right. We're going to start at 3 o'clock. The wrestling's going to start at 7 o'clock. Conrad and I will be there from 3 to 7. Got a meet and greet scheduled at 2 o'clock. And we hope you will join us. Wayne, New Jersey, the Turf City Indoor Sports Center, as part of Go Professional Wrestling's Go Big or Go Home event. So come on out. Enjoy some great wrestling. But before you do, don't forget, Conrad and I will be there live with our state show. We look forward to seeing everybody. And, hey, you're probably wondering, how can we get tickets? Well, that's very simple. Go to this website, TonyAndConradLive.com. That's TonyAndConradLive.com. It's What Happened When Live. Saturday, September 28th at 3 p.m. The meet and greet for VIP start at 2 p.m. What Happened When Live on the 28th of September at the Turf City Indoor Sports Center in Wayne, New Jersey. Get your tickets now at TonyAndConradLive.com. And we look forward to seeing all of our great fans of What Happened When. Hey, before we get started, everybody, I need to tell you about StarCast on Fight. I can't believe that it's finally here, but we have just announced CM Punk. He'll be back in the wrestling space for the first time in a long time. Gosh, I think like five years, more than five years now. And I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say. So not only will he be at StarCast for meet and greets, but he's going to have a live panel and you can watch live at StarCast on Fight. And we should also mention that when you order StarCast 3, how about this? You also get StarCast 1 and 2 included in your purchase price. You'll get 11 live shows on StarCast 3, but you'll also get all the shows from StarCast 1 and StarCast 2. But there's lots of other great stuff on Fight as well. How about Game Changer Wrestling this Friday night, July 26th? It's uh, coming to you live from Asbury Park, New Jersey. They tell me the main event is Nick fucking Gage taking on Orange Cassidy. You don't want to miss that one. Uh, that's on fight for $13.99. You can also get Samoa Joe, the missing matches the very next day. That's happening on Saturday, July 26th. That's only 10 bucks. I don't know that everybody listening to this knows that fight has free TV every single week. So whether you're into ring of honor or Rocky mountain or IHW, there's tons of promotions who air their wrestling product for free every week at fight.tv. Or if you're like me, you can download the fight mobile app for free in your favorite app store. So if it happens, it's on fight, check it out, fight.tv or in your fight app. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday, Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett promotion. Tony and Friends North, they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off center stage. Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, Simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a long time not to laugh, lowest rules, cat bass. This wasn't the initial plan, Tony. 
Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of our childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, how are you, Conrad? Boy, do I feel old. Well, yeah, especially when a 38-year-old motherfucker hits you with the voice of my childhood. I know, I know, but but it's true. It's true. I, I am old, and uh, it's good to be with you once again, and Another reason I realized that I'm old is I'm going to go back and look at another show from 1998. Ooh, pretty excited about this one because this was a terrible show. It's yeah, there's nothing like a terrible show. And it was one of those things that you expected a show with Jay Leno to have the, to be the worst match on the card, but it wasn't the worst match on the card. And that was. Uh, that's really saying something. It's it road is wild yeah. 1998, of course. And this got uh 67.2% thumbs down. Ooh. There is a good match on here with Chris Jericho and Juventud Guerrero and, uh, the worst match. Well, there's a lot of choices there. I'm really looking forward to this one. The bad, the bad shows make for fun shows here on what happened when, and thank you for joining us. And, um, I feel like before we give everybody a countdown, maybe we should tell them, you know, about some of our great sponsors here on the show. Well, I think we should. And I, I was thinking about this show and, and I was, I, and I, and I watched the show, watched most of it. And, uh, I was thinking about, you know, going to Sturgis and, and what a good time it was for us, but what it, it would have been a, can you imagine somebody in Sturgis at the great rally? being on blue chew. I can, you know, cause I feel like you would need to, like, I don't know if you've, well, I mean, of course you were there, but from, as a fan, when you see the footage of being there and you see the ladies that are there, yeah, uh, I'm going to need some blue chew. I'm going to tell you it, it was, it was wall to wall freaks. It really was. And I, I could just imagine I, I could, wow. I saw some of the weirdest things that I saw, but I I'm thinking now that uh, I could have, with Blue Chew, just walked down the middle in, in like a leather underwear uh, with a big old hard on. What would have been fun, it would have been if you would have like hung your laundry on your hard on. You know, you put yeah. the coat hanger over the top, you know, pop pop style. If you don't know what we're talking about, you got to come to a live show. But everybody knows what we're talking about when we talk about Blue Chew because it's got the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works, but here's the, the leg up there. <laughs> pardon the pun it's a chewable so it can work up to twice as fast not only that it's also easier to get you don't have to go down to the doctor you don't have to pay some sort of you know copay there and then on top of that then go stand in line at the pharmacy no this gets shipped discreetly to you directly so no awkwardness and no waiting in line but maybe best of all it's cheaper because you don't have to go to the doctor you just talk to an online physician right now over at bluechew.com. And if you qualify, you'll be prescribed very quickly. Now, Tony, we want them to sort of, as with any good dope peddler, we want to give them their first hit for free. That's right. That's exactly right. You can do it. You can chew it and do it at bluechew.com. Bluechew.com is where you go to get your first order free, but you can only get your first order free when you use our promo code. 
WHW. That's promo code WHW. You only pay $5 for shipping, and that first order is free. That's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code WHW. And uh, you'll be able to be a, do it just like I do here at the house. Chew it and do it. And without any further ado, I say we do it. We fire up the WWE Network. We find Road Wild 1998. Of course, this one went down back on August 8th, 1998. So uh, as we're talking to you today, we're uh, like one day shy of a 21-year anniversary. Kylie, time flies when you're not having fun. Do do we have somebody else there at the house uh, awake and and ready to help us get this thing kicked off? Yeah, it's Lois. You know, we've been saying so much that during the, uh, that since I've been using blue chew that I've been wearing her out. Well, the fact is she's been wearing me out now. Oh, you've, you've like opened Pandora's box, pardon the pun. And now she's just all about it. All about it. You know, what's funny is it came up at my house this week too, blue chew. And, uh, the missus said, Hey, you should have me on one of the shows to talk about it. And I'm like, what? And she's (laughs) like, yeah, we'll just, we'll tell everybody, Hey, we don't need it, but we support the shit out of it. So there you go. God, to be 38 again. Okay, let's bring her in, the one and only Lois Shivani. You better call me the one and only, because I am the one and the only. What am I supposed to do? Three, two, one, play? Dun, 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 dun. Hogan. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Hollywood Hogan and his partner, Eric Bischoff. Here he comes, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. I can write a show better than anybody, and you may want to tear it up right at the very end and rewrite it. I don't care. Jay Leno. You know, this was the, uh, they're, they're showing parts of the open of what I think is, is I think it's our greatest angle. No, you don't. Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, it may not be our best angle, but I think it's our greatest one because how else can how else can you explain that you had an angle on the Tonight Show? No, that that part's cool, but that's it, what I mean. It fucking sucked because Jay Leno handled the whole thing like it was a funny haha. You knew he would. Well, but that's and, the thing. Like, at what expense are you going to go? At the expense of, hey, we, we want the association, but it's cool if you know y'all make fun of us, shit on us, right? Yeah. I mean, nah, I'm going to pass. Okay. I just, uh, I re- here we are in Sturgis, South Dakota, ah, in the Black man. Hills. Of course, there is no one or nothing else here, Black. Just the hills, perhaps Harlem Heat. Uh, and the leather. Lots of rednecks, lots of motorcycles, a gate of zero dollars. That's it. It's another Eric Bischoff vanity project that's costing the company millions of dollars. Now, of course, we're going to deny that because we're going to say that it's great to have the association. Huh. How much money did that ever make? Uh, think about that and take a look at all the people we had. We could, we could have charged something. They would have come in. Wouldn't they? How about if they didn't, you know, here's an idea. We're at a fucking show somewhere else <laughs> where people will pay. <laughs> There's an idea. If they won't pay here, let's go where they will. It's a goddamn business. Isn't it? Is it the goal to make money in this raggedy motherfucker? No. Can I ask? <laughs> the goal is for Eric Bischoff to feel like he's a big man. So now he's fucking trying to kill Roman Reigns on SmackDown? 
is it me or do you get really fired up when you're talking about making money? Doing the old wrestler mating call this morning. Oh, don't, don't, is that one, two, three, four? Okay, we're good. I already popped this top. Let's put these out. Hey, are we interrupting something here? No, I'm ready to go. Okay. <laughs> Do you really get fired up when there's uh, when you're talking about making money? No. Is it me? Okay. No, I just or lack thereof. Yeah, I get frustrated with some just. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Eric gets mad when I have this point of view. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see what he says about what you're saying here. I mean, listen, we've covered some of these shows with the concepts, and he's got all this cockamamie bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Here's the difference. How many times did Vince McMahon do a setup like this? Zero. Okay, well, that's not totally true. He did it for a tribute to the troops. He does it once a year. Okay. But outside of that, but the tribute to the troops is where he like, you know, flies a ring and the boys overseas to entertain. That's a totally different thing. Do we agree? Oh yeah, that is of course. This is a decision that Vince McMahon would never make. And the reason why is simple. It's his money. When you see somebody making decisions like this. You don't have to ask. You just know it ain't their money. Right. And now you get to the crux of the matter. Why one company lasted, why another company didn't. Because things make sense when it's somebody. So if you were to say, Hey, uh, Conrad, do you want to, uh, throw this big party, have an open bar, invite everybody, you know, uh, absolutely not. Well, it's Tony Schiavone's money. Well then fuck. Yeah. That changes everything. Let's do it. Yeah. Cause it's not my money. And the idea that we're going to run a wrestling show and go to the expense, those guardrails, they brought those in this ramp. They brought that in all that rigging right there. They rented it. The lights they brought in themselves. So you've got all these trucks and all these people and all this equipment and all these technicians and all these unions and all these employees that you've got to pay travel for that. You've got to pay all these people who are working here, by the way, they had to eat something in the back and you had to pay for that too. And then they've got to pay for satellite time. I mean, literally just everywhere you look, there's an expense. There's an expense. There's an expense there. Now what you're seeing now, that's all free. Nothing to offset all those costs. I just ran through. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, I agree. And you call it a Eric Bischoff vanity project. Well, what is it? Okay. In other words, just because he loved motorcycles and he wanted to ride between the Midwest and here on a motorcycle. I mean, it was, it was something he was interested in. I mean, I don't, it would be like if I was a promoter and we decided we were going to run a wrestling show at Basel where they roll out the new watches every year in Switzerland. Right. Guess what? We're not doing that. That's fucking stupid. Right. Or if I wanted to do a show at a minor league baseball park, Uh, what? Why? And see, don't get me wrong. Dusty Rhodes tried that a generation before this. How'd that work out? Yeah. And and that's the thing is it's like, you know, and Dusty was at least charging money, but the building overhead. And then when you, you know, pay Waylon Jennings, a mint to come in and sing, well, now you're not making money more, which kind of defeats the purpose for fucking running at all. 
Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure some people are like, oh, but it's cool. That's secondary to running a bit. Somebody who would say, oh, but it's cool. Never actually owned a business that they had to pay for with their own money. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I get it. And you know what? Uh, If I can inject something here, that's why I think, and I may be wrong. That's why I think that AEW is a little step ahead here. Well, because they're, they're using their own money. And some people would say, oh, well, they did a fundraiser for fight for the fallen. Okay. Yeah. Guess what? They charged for the tickets, smarty. Right. right. There was a gate to offset it. And again, that much like the tribute to the troop show was for charity. Where did the proceeds from Road Wild go? Well, there fucking wasn't any proceeds. Do you see the difference now? <laughs> you do get fired up when you're talking about losing money. Hey, speaking of uh, being fired up, how about these two behemoths starting out the show? Fuck this. You don't, <laughs> you don't like this? this Terrible. Okay. Here's the thing. I understand mm-hmm. when you see well, these guys were a tag team. Let's put them against each other. It's an angle, right? Yeah. I get the storyline aspect of it, but at the same time, you know, these are slow plotting methodical guys. We should put them in there separately with little dudes who could fly around and bump for them. I understand the. And I know these aren't giants, but like when people are like, oh man, what if Kevin Nash wrestled the giant? I, even back then was like, what if they didn't? Because the giant has better matches when he's got somebody he can throw around and sell for him. Same with Kevin Nash. They can't do that to the other one. So like right here, how devastating is your crazy offense going to look? If you've got this big boot of whatever, and you've got this headbutt of whatever, if it's another motherfucker, your same sign that. These guys, to me, stylistically, uh, pass. And how about this? Meltzer agreed. A terrible match between two guys whose prime seems to have been in the last century. And to make things even more exciting, they had a run-in involving the single worst performer in the business today, Jim Duggan. Mm. It, it's, it, and, and again, I, I agree with all that. And on top of that, the fact that, look, at what the hell is Jimmy dancing around about? Um. Well, these guys are part of the dungeon of doom. You out of the loop on this? Yeah, I know, but it just, I thought he was up on the apron for a hell of a long time, almost as if they were, they were doing something wrong and he was trying to get up and instruct them that they were doing any, anyway, I just think that it's not a good way to start your pay-per-view. We talk about starting a pay-per-view with, you know, with cruiserweights, with guys who can, as you said, fly around, not with these two guys. I'll tell you this, like. If this was the first match on a card that I went to today, yeah. I'd just leave. Even after he's paid money. Oh, I'm sorry. You wouldn't have had to pay your money. See, yet. I just want, I'm going to go get a funnel cake and an HJ. <laughs> That'd be what, cause that's what they got at Sturgis funnel cakes had, and HJs. They had HJs at Sturgis. Hundred. Let me just assure you, you get behind one of them porta potties. Just yeah. go like this right here. Like I'm running. Yeah. If there's eight J's, there are blowjobs there too somewhere. Oh, I ain't what? doing that, man. That's how you get the herpa hepa hiv. What you what you got all over? I got a herpa hepa hiv. Well, it's like it's like the old uh, I love Lucy. You know, what was it? Vegavita vitamin uh, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it's herpa hepa hiv. I don't want none of that. 
I I'm get you. I get you. He's loading the boot, Conrad. He's loading the what the hell? There it is. Got him in the goozle. The Tongan death grip. Stupid. You know, this was a this is a version of the claw. Yeah, it's you fucking know? stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me Un- wrong. Here's the deal. It's more, way more sensical than the claw. Yeah, because you're going to the throat. I'm okay. just gonna squeeze your head. Nah. How about you <laughs> choke me? And look, as Jimmy's trying to get Ming off, which is a fun sentence, I guess. Uh, Jim Duggan's going to come down and they're going to play Jim Duggan's music and the crowd uh-huh. goes mild. Yeah. Boy, that is the best sling blade ever looked. He did. He looked really thin here, didn't he? Oh, look at this. It's, it's, it's huge, huge erection before he was huge. It's now yeah. just Hugh Murray. Right. Look at him. This is how he, this is how he treated all the trainees. Oh my God. Yeah. Pound them into submission. Allegedly. Allegedly, he's right. Right. I'm, I'm, Jimmy Lane. I don't, those I don't know in. him. He may see a motherfucker. You know. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, you know the story, and I we've we've uh, talked about these shows before. I guess we we've, we've seen one before. Oh, look at this! Oh my God, Jimmy's going up. I'm gonna get to the top of the charts right here with the gentries, baby. Then I'm gonna <laughs> fly <flying> off. Wee. <laughs> I feel like. Look, he, then he said. I love Haku. He just took care of me. He said, you ready, brother? And you can see Jimmy shake his head. Yes. And then he pressed him off. He just jumped off the top rope on you, Ming. I'm pretty sure he's okay for you to move him two feet right fast, but it was, he's so polite. He's like, you ready, brother? Yes. Serious business. Is he, is, is Haku Ming, whatever you want to call him. Not one of the nicest guys in the history of professional wrestling. He is the nicest guy ever. Golly. It's funny too, because you don't get that impression. You know, we've always heard it. Oh, you eat your fucking face off. Ah. And then you made him. He's like the most polite. He's like the first non-Asian dude I ever met who bowed. <laughs> well, one of the things about him, about Ming is oh, here comes. You're right. They're not reacting at all to Jim Duggan. No, why the fuck would they? Jim Duggan shouldn't be on TV in 1998 unless it's Saturday night. Well, I guess this is a Saturday night. So maybe good. Uh, one of the reasons that, that Ming was so crazy was when he got a little bit of liquor anywhere, brown water. Uh, yeah. He, he turned into something different. It's funny because we did a show with him once with, uh, um, by the way, this show is happening on a Saturday night, but right. we, did, we did a show with him on, um, Rick Flair's podcast and Rick kept teasing him about, you know, clear liquor only. One of the things, and I, I was going to talk about it, and I got sidetracked. Uh, but one of the things that, that happened at this show many times. Let's take a look once again. No, let's not. That, yeah, that's pretty good, Connor. That's not a bad maneuver. For it got guys. a dud rating. Okay, I get it. Okay, I, but I'm talking about that that replay and that move that we just saw, and the goozle, which by, I know you hate. By the way, next up, a yeah. real clinic, fifteen and a half minute clinic. Yeah. Public Enemy taking on Disco Inferno and Alex Wright. Yeah, the dancing fools. Don't worry, Tokyo Magnum's here. Yeah, boy, that'll that'll change things. But I, I'm going to get this this point out. Uh, no, no, fans would, fans would take handfuls of gravel. Yes, and pelter the the wrestlers with it, including, including famously, uh huh, the black dudes. Yeah, I mean, 
It's just, I, I, just I, amazing I mean, to look, me. Look that, at where we are. We're not. But again, why are we putting them? It would be one thing if you know Stevie Ray got hit with a bunch of gravel and he comes back through the curtain and you're like Stevie, I know that fucking sucked and we sorry we put you through that. However, here's your pay per view payoff and now you can go pay off your house because this was such an incredible gate and we probably shouldn't have done it. That doesn't make it right. But you don't have a mortgage anymore. Instead, it's like, hey man. See you around. Good job. There's no, cause you know, nobody paid to be here. By the way, they should have to pay us to watch this shit. And now you're out here saying, oh, it's the largest crowd in history. You're just out here shoveling your nonsense. That was my job to shovel nonsense. I understand. Just straight up lying to motherfuckers. Yeah. There you go. I mean, on the air here, you and Bobby are saying there's between 35 and 40,000 people here. In reality, it's like 10,000 bikers. Yeah. But I think I said, I think I was, I was trying to qualify by saying at this rally, in other words, here today. And, he, he, and here's the other thing that's worth mentioning. Maybe, and I'm just freestyling. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Listen, Conrad, there's more to it than just the gate. I mean, what would the gate have even been? Well, I mean, you had big shows that had, you know, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar gates, but let's chop it down. Let's say it was going to be like three or four hundred. Let's say it's going to be two fifty, three hundred. So you're losing that right away. Okay. I'm with it. Well, and there's not really any merch. I mean, normally you're you, you never run a pay per view for less than a hundred thousand dollars worth of merch in this era, but you know, you only did 29,600 bucks a year. So you're losing another, I don't know, $70,000 there. Not no big deal. It's just about $350,000 that we're losing, but the crowd is so into it and so hot. Well, they don't fucking care either. You see, that's the thing I struggle with. Like if the that crowd's is- super hot, which means the presentation is the best ever. And you're going to use this tape. To go show potential sponsors or advertisers or whatever. Okay. But the crowd doesn't give a shit. So this show did not work on almost every level. Well, I mean, it worked, you know, so Eric Bischoff could have his jack off vanity project. Well, that's the only level it worked on. And you got her pahepa hip this weekend. So that was cool. <laughs> Some shit. Ajax wouldn't wash off. Yeah. Had I had Bluetooth back at that time, I would have got herpa hepa hip a couple of times. Nowadays, the company has outgrown that type of thing. And the only one that still works is the annual nitro nightclub show in Pensacola, Florida, uh, as part of spring break, which has been a big rating success. You're almost guaranteed poor crowd reactions for free outdoor shows in the heat. And this show performed in front of a crowd, which consists of largely non wrestling fan only exacerbates that problem. And for a company working so hard at escaping the terio- the stereotype of the redneck, Southern toothless wrestling crowd, no show during the year perpetuates that myth of who watches wrestling any more than this show. Great point, Mr. Meltzer, because fucking Bischoff hated every Southerner and the stigma that we were just wrestling. And, oh, he sure did. And in the South. And now he gets down here and makes sure it's just. Harley Davidson festival. What? 
Well, it's not in the South. It's in the upper Midwest. I get that. But look at the people. Those, those are my people. This looks like, you know, rural Alabama. <laughs> my, um, by the way, here's what I mean when I say that all of my uncles would have loved this. Sure. God damn. We get to ride our bikes and we ain't got to pay nothing. Is Hulk Hogan yep. going to be there? Man, I'm going to go get a funnel cake and an HJ. Be right back. Seems like funnel cakes and HJ almost go, <clears throat> if I can use this term, hand in hand. <laughs> well, like a peanut butter and jelly. When, uh, this, uh, what, what finally, uh, you ever get I beat guess, off at a wrestling show? What's that? No. Would you stop? What, never? What, what, no. Oh my God. You ain't living. Uh, Every wrestling show, what? don't go there. So anyway, uh, what do you, what, what do you, what does don't go there, man? Just don't, just, it, I was, I was, I was making a point here. Oh, well, look at, how about that trash can shot? It's a, uh, why are there ice cube trays? Why are there ice cube trays? I don't, I, I don't. What's the biggest piece of trash in the ring right now? Uh, Johnny grunge. Oh, that's hurtful. The answer was the trash can. God damn. Okay. So rude. Okay. Talk about one of the boys like that. Who's, who's no longer you. with us. And I like, and I like you picked I, the only dead one. Anyway, you're trying to make a point. What put the end of the show? In other words, when we stopped it, who made the decision to stop it? Eric or the company said, you're not doing that anymore. He did one last one in 99. That was in August right. 99. Right. And Eric uh, got sent home the next month. And that was it. There wasn't one in 2000. Yeah. On a personal note about this show, uh, and I'm not talking about uh, funnel cakes and HJs. On a personal note about this show, I really enjoyed going here. I'm sure you did. Um, uh, and the reason I enjoyed going here was waka, waka, waka. No, 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 no. I love the drive and we would always drive from here. And because we had Sunday off, okay. It was a Saturday and we had Monday nitro somewhere. One time we had it in Cheyenne, Wyoming. The other time we had it in Denver. I would be, I would drive it. I would drive from Sturgis all the way across. Good God. What are we doing? But by the way, the first match got a dud. You want to guess what this one is? Minus dud. Negative one star. Yeah. But don't worry. It's going to get better. Just, just allow them to walk out, walk on out here. Come on out. Come on out. We know we're, we're fighting each other, but come on out the ring. By the way, the show here is going to end with a Travis Tritt concert. Yeah. That goes nowhere. Yeah. No rednecks in that one, huh? Did you like Travis shit? Did you like him? Oh, well, my dad had a Travis Tritt cassette. So I'm familiar with T R O U B or what? T R O U B L E. Yeah. Whatever. Trouble. Right. Like all of his bullshit. No, I'm not a Travis Tritt fan, but I feel like you got some jackets. Like you could pass for Travis Tritt. No, no, you're wrong. Well, yeah. What were, what were some of Travis's big songs besides trouble? Uh, oh, here's a quarter. Call someone who cares. Yeah. There yeah. You, yeah. 
I mean, that's a big one. Here's quarter call someone who cares. And that's probably should be the theme of this whole show. Yeah. Except you should have to pay us. <clears throat> any, um, any word on the, uh, how bad or good or rotten the commentary was on this from, uh, from your good friend, Dave Meltzer. Why is he my good friend? Cause you're always, uh, you're always your go-to guy. Well, cause I you mean, book him, you, you book him at Starcast. He's your buddy. I don't book him. Well, who does? He just shows up, you know, like that. Oh, okay. Got it. Just shows up. Yeah. No, seriously. I, I have booked him at the first two. He's not at the third one though. I mean, I, he may but, be there. I'm, I'm pretty sure he'll be there, but I'm trying to do different panels every time. Right. And so, you know, the first time we had the first time ever, it was like the observer and the torch together. So that was kind of cool. And then the next time we just did the regular, you know, Dave and Brian wrestling observer live, but now it's like, well, sort of did everything. Right. So I'm just trying to do different stuff. I really, to be, to be honest, I enjoyed, uh, their panel in, uh, Oh, they're gr- They're Vegas. great. I mean, they're entertaining yeah. the crowds with them. I mean, most of the crowd listens to them anyway, and they're, they're familiar with them and you know, they're, uh, they've become sort of like the, uh, what is it? Uh, Siskel and Niebuhr. There you go. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of the two. I was like, Hey, what the two dudes who did the thumbs up and the one died, the one lost his jaw, but that wasn't a good way to explain it. And then you helped right. me out. Right. But when I was growing up, you know, their, their rating, you know, made every newspaper and they had a little TV show and it came on late Sunday nights. And I mean, it was really, really a part of the culture. You know, everybody, when you're talking about a new movie these days, everybody's like, what's Rotten Tomatoes say? But back then it was these two dudes. Right. And you know, now these days it's, that's, that's what people are doing sort of with, uh, Dave and Brian, the, the Siskel and Ebert of professional wrestling. Stainless steel sink. I hate that. I do too. And, and you know why they do that? It's a cliche. Yeah. But it's like, why though? Yeah. It's a funny ha ha. It's insulting our intelligence, but at least it's more sturdy than an aluminum cookie sheet. Like that's the disposable cookie sheets. Like what are they even doing? You know, like how many switchblades are in that fucking audience right now? Throw one in there and let's cut out Johnny grunge's kidney. He was probably an organ donor. Let's just jumpstart the process. I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell for that one. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I tried it. It fell flat. It's on me. Yeah, that's all right. Fuck it. Hey, try things here. You're on your way to hell long before you said that. Amen, buddy. I'm gonna keep you a spot. Oh, pre- I appreciate that. I appreciate that, but I'm not going to hell. No, no, no. You are. And here's the deal. I'm saving you a spot. When Eric Bischoff comes by, when Bruce Pritchard comes by, I'm gonna hit him with that old Forrest Gump bus scene. Can't sit here. Sit nope. here if you want. Nope. Remember when y'all left me on earth? Remember? Tony Shavanto didn't. Saving it for him. He's still in hell on earth. It's over in Marietta on Sewell Street getting yelled at about dog hair and Donald Trump. He'll be here soon enough. He prays to be here every day. Wow. How right was that term? <laughs> <laughs> Getting close to home with that one there, buddy, <laughs> man. I gotta tell you, I'm so excited that you're back on weekly episodic television again. 
Well, you just never know where I'm going to show up. Do you? I'm just never. saying it was cool. Well, I'm a, I'm a Conrad Thompson project is what I am. Oh my God. What does that I am, mean? I'm a Conrad Thompson project. Is that a good thing? Yeah, it's a good, damn right. It's a good thing without you, man. I just, what would I be doing? Nothing. You can't get herpa hepa hill from that. Can you? <laughs> I, you might. Lord, I hope not. Oh God. Even these, even these bumps are horrible. Everything sucks. Everything, Everything sucks. Even, Chant with it. Come on. Everything sucks. Everything, Everything sucks. sucks. There you go. Uh, but, oh, Tokyo Magnum. That uh, changed it though. Oh, it's way better. It's way better because of him. I didn't even know that they had Asian dick dancers. They <laughs> one, two, move three, hit Alex, right? The phony argument looks to the fans. What should I do? Fans say, we don't give a fuck. Meanwhile, oh. and I hear something sad. Yeah. We lost Harley race. I guess we should acknowledge that. Yeah. I think now would be a good time because this has lost our interest and it'd be a good time to talk about the fact that one of the great tough guys of all time, a guy that you watched and when you watched him, you thought that was fucking real has finally, uh, left us. We've had a lot of fun here on the show, you know, doing the old, uh, the old talks here on the show where we would do the promos as him and God's green earth and all that. And you talk about a guy who, I mean, seriously had the respect of everyone in professional wrestling, young or old. It's, uh, one of the all time greats, man. And it's sad. He's no longer with us. I know Rick went to see him a few weeks ago and he called me after because Harley was in a hospital in Atlanta and he said, he's not good. That's probably the last time I'm going to see him. And he's sort of upset about it. And he sent me a picture that he took with him and you could just tell like, uh, this ain't good. Yeah. It's not, not the way you wanted to remember him. You know, I tried to book him, you know, when we had the, uh, Starcast event in Las Vegas, we we're doing the roast of Ric Flair and I know he couldn't, he wasn't in a position to roast him, but, uh, I just wanted to sort of start that event and have Harley sit in front row. Of course he's in a wheelchair, but just have him front row, let him wave, acknowledge the crowd, just, you know, show over, show him how much we appreciate him and respect him and all these contributed to the wrestling business and. Now he's gone, man. And it's fun, you know, to think about, you know, his story of how he became the NWA champion and how many guys he helped make along the way, most notably Ric Flair and those contributions just continue. And you, what the fuck is happening on TV right now? Uh, So Johnny Grunge is climbing a ladder with Disco Inferno and there's not one, not two, but three tables stacked up. Yeah. And on the, on the far side. Rocco rock is climbing the trust system. That's holding the lighting up around the ring. Yeah. And drops an elbow and disco goes crashing through all three tables. That is the safest table bump in the history of table bumps. Well, you know what it, uh, with the, <laughs> with the exception of the setup, it kind of worked. It collapsed exactly the way they wanted to. 
what am I talking about? It fucking sucked. Jeez. Anyway, uh, rest in peace, Harley Race. One of the toughest men ever. And one of the, the, the most respected men ever. And, you know, when they, when he was the manager of Vader, the talk was that they're going to bring him in so maybe he can control Vader because, you know, Leon was at times uncontrollable. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Dean Malenko, why did you quit the WWE? I mean, you were a backstage, you were a, you were a producer or an agent. Were you miserable back there? Well, Gene, uh, I mean, uh, Lee, everybody was miserable back there, including that uh, fat-ass brown turtle named Arn Anderson. Uh, he and I used to go out and go to Denny's, and he would uh, eat five or six uh, Grand Slam breakfasts. Wait a minute. You mean Arn Anderson would eat five or six of those Grand Slam breakfasts with all the eggs and all the bacon? Yes, and he would eat a lot of hash browns as well. That's why he's so fat right now. He's fat. What was I talking about? Oh, so they bring in Harley Race, and uh, the, the word was back then that you bring in Harley Race because he would help control Vader, make him a better champion, because Harley you know, knew all about it. But I think a lot of that, and I think it was rightfully done, was giving Harley a payday. I, oh, think, yeah. Harley sh- I think Harley should have had a payday for every day in his life from some promoter. I mean, he wrestled for Vince. You know, I, we, we remember Harley Race in the great matches that he had as NWA world champion. But he also was, and I know this was a, probably a rip on the NWA, but they, he was the king at one time, remember? Uh, and he had that, what I thought was one of the more entertaining matches events that I saw at the Slammies where he and Duggan fought all the way through the, through the backstage area. Remember that? Yeah. That was, I, I, I was very entertained by that. Uh, so, you know, Harley race wrestled for Vince known to as the NWA champion. I just think, uh, that, uh, he should have been taken care of. Then we have this idiot come out with a sign that says, we, we hate Harleys. Biker girls are fat and ugly. Well. But did I ever stop a drunk guy? Nope. Wait a minute. You've had drunken hookups? No, no, no. It's a joke. See, turn everything back on me. Like, oh, you did this, Tony. Wait, oh, why are you, why are you so upset with me? Okay. Well, I did. I did in college. We've gone over this story. About my hookups prior to getting married and why I got married so quickly. Why, why, I, why I took myself off the market so quickly. Undefeated. Yeah, exactly. Because most of the girls uh, that I I had hookups with in college did not look like this girl right here. Looked more like uh, a combination of uh, Rikishi and Perry Saturn. 
you can just visualize that for a moment. Uh, <clears throat> can you, in a loud and clear voice, say yeah. that directly into the microphone just one more time? Uh, most of the girls uh, that I had to hook up with in college uh, looked like a combination of Rikishi and, and Perry Saturn. Let that sink in. Well, we got a potential for a pretty good match here. Every time you see Canyon coming out, you see Perry coming out. Yeah, this is uh, going to be a much better match. It's a false count anywhere in Sturgis match. We got Perry Saturn in a three way with Raven and Canyon. They're going to go 12 and a half minutes. Uh, it's going to get a star in three quarters, which isn't a good rating, but Lord, it's better than what we've seen so far. They're going to go about 12 and a half minutes. So buckle up, Buttercup. Yeah, this is what they called a Ravens rules match. And, um, after what we just saw, which I, I'm going to be honest with you, what we just experienced with the dancing fools and, uh, and public enemy has to go down as one of the worst matches we've ever, we've ever seen. And we've seen some bad ones, you know, going back and reliving a lot of these WCW moments, but that, that one was, oh man. That was terrible. So this is, uh, this has got to be better, uh, in its, uh, in the wake of that. And, and I have a feeling that, uh, a lot of the guys kind of identified with Raven that were at this show tattoos and grungy look. And so one would think that Raven would be one of their hero types, but they, they were fucking drunk. They didn't fucking know. No, Raven's not a hero type for these guys. So in fact, uh, these folks don't have anything for Raymond. They don't have anything for anybody. It's pretty apparent. So how many people do you think? I mean, they obviously are not reacting to anything here. No. So you're thinking that 90% of them did not even know us. They just were there and they were, you know, had been, uh, had been smoking joints and eating fudge rounds all day. And we're thinking we might as well go to a show. Get drunk. We're high and we're full. They got a wrestling show out here in the parking lot. We might as well go. Who are these guys? Who's this ball headed guy with kind of cross-eyed with one eye, one way and one eye of the other. And with this fat referee and that lazy some bitch sitting in the corner, have another fudge round and another toke. You think that's what it was? They just kind of like going to a zoo and looking at stuff you may have not seen before. Maybe. And it's probably just an opportunity to sober up a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, I thought the Sturgis rally was, uh, uh, for just on a, on a level of an experience. It was something that was pretty cool to experience. Uh, I don't know how they are now. You want to go? I wouldn't mind going. Oh my God. Funnel cakes and HJ spot. <laughs> I can't get you to do anything, but you'll go to this shit because you think there's going to be funnel cakes and HJs. No, here's an idea. Okay. Although now I was going to say we could hop on the back of a Harley. Nope. Uh, no, don't want to do that. I agree. 
You know, I, I know you and I've talked about that before. Let's Don't talk about this. It. What if we did this? I, uh, I've been looking for a reason to make a cross country trip. Okay. We should do that. Okay. We're going to, we're going to rent like one of them, uh, one of them big, uh, Winnebago type things and me drive it. If you're volunteering to drive, I'm volunteering to rent or buy. Okay. I'll drive it. I I'll drive it. And now here's the hard part. When do you have time? Yeah, that's the hard part. I can podcast and mortgage from the road. As long as I got the internets, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, that's not a bad idea. And then, uh, you know, we do our, because our road trip podcast is still one of been one of our most popular ones. What if we did it like a week or two after Starcast? I can't go before, but a week or two after we could just, yeah. I'll, I'll meet you in Atlanta and then what? We'll just drive to California, get some edibles and come home. We'll stop and we'll, okay. Let, who will we pick up? Just you and me or are we go pick up. I mean, I, I thought we could like swing up to Philadelphia, pick up Francine. That's out of the way. We got to get somebody on the way. Okay. Oh, we will stop in Tuscaloosa and get Deborah. We can do that. And then we could, we could pick up, uh, Sassafras. Oh, now you're talking in Oklahoma. Yeah. Now you're talking. And, uh, I could swing, swing through, uh, Arizona. See Efren. Let him, let him deal Uh, us a little double deck. He wants, he wants some Efren's double deck. I hear he's got the best double deck in town. Okay, you're slowing things down here a little bit. Uh, but, uh, what you go play with Deborah? I'll hang out with that friend. We'll double deck it. So I was, um, at, you know, at one time it could have been you, me, Bruce and Eric, but not anymore. Uh, no, they Vince won't let Bruce and Eric outside of the city limits of, uh, Stanford, unless there's a show to go to. How did you break free of that? Uh, just got You got to. You got to man up. Is what you got to do. You got to oh, fucking oh. man up. Got it. So they're going down the road. Are you surprised? No. Wow. This is a plotting. As much as this had potential. They think that this crowd wants brawls, but right. I mean, these, these guys in the crowd were probably in a brawl, right? About who got the, the last of the funnel cakes of the HJs. So right. now these simulated brawls are not going to be as impressive. No, you're right. Exactly. Of course, this was the, uh, the last one that we did, which was the, the following year in 99, we changed the name to hog wild. No, you didn't. Hogwild was the first one. Harley oh, protested. Oh, that's right. And the this rest we, of them were road wild. Okay, I'm wrong then. Yeah, you're right. But the next one is the one where they had Dennis Rodman and uh, Macho Man in a porta potty. Oh, I guess we're going to eventually cover that one, aren't we? Yeah, next year if your st- offense is still letting you do these. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing though. A precedent's been set with Bruce and Eric. So if Vince yeah. makes you cancel, mm. it's because you really Shivani'd the negotiations. <laughs> There'll be no more Shivani. I'm my own man. Now I've been taught. You got to be your own man. And I make my own rules. Who taught you that? You did. Oh, all right. See, I'm a, I'm a, you've changed my life, buddy. Well, it's like putting me over Jones. 
Uh, uh, look at Doug Dillinger. <laughs> Doug Dillinger out there with him like he's going to stop these bikers that they want to ride. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. You, have you thought about that? I, I, I thought about this while the event was going on. If these bikers got pissed off, what the fuck could we do? Lay there and take it. They'd lay there and take it. I mean, you could say that about any show, really. Yeah, um, because the fans outnumber you. Right. But especially this one to where there are probably a lot of people there who wouldn't have minded getting involved. These people in the crowd are the same people who were on Facebook a month ago saying, what if we storm area 51? They can't stop all of us. You know, we have seen some good looking girls in the crowd here though. Haven't we? I ain't looking. I'm married. You're mm-hmm. not. Oh, stop it. You're not looking. No, I'm married. Dude. I don't oh, do okay. I, don't do I got it. I understand. You're not. Look- I understand. Hey, uh, shout out to Lois. I know she's had a rough go of it. I saw a couple of weeks ago. There in Oklahoma, where she was tased by a police officer. <laughs> we want- brought we brought this up on our bonus podcast on Patreon. That was not Lois. So you saw the video, though, right? I saw the video, and I, and again, I will repeat to you what I said on our bonus podcast on Patreon. Lois is a friend of the police. If they told her to get out of the car, she'd do it. Well, why didn't she do it that day? <laughs> she turned an eighty dollar ticket into a goddamn felony. She should just got out. Nope. She loves emergency personnel. Which reminds me, we were in, we, uh, Lois and I in 2007, we're in Philadelphia. Uh, we were walking around Philadelphia, uh, around the 4th of July. Uh, and, uh, Lois tripped on the sidewalk and fell. It was in front of a firehouse and two of these big, strong, young, good looking firemen came running out to help her up on her feet. And she said it was a highlight of the trip, (laughs) not the trip in the fall, but getting picked up by some young studs. Yes. She, she loved that. Is that when she became your hot wife? Yeah, the firemen were there to put out the fire fire. Yes, they did. And she just loves emergency personnel. Uh, hey, the fans emergency personnel. She loves, um, she loves if you're a fireman, if you work for a rescue squad, if you're a policeman, obviously, if you're in the military, if you do any of that where you help people and you're, you just, uh, um, she like, Oh, here we got a double DDT that didn't even work. One thing about this is, uh, everything sucks. Yeah. Everything, everything sucks. sucks. I get it. But the, the, this match is in the previous match too long. Yeah. Way too long. Here's the deal. I understand. They think, oh, this is probably an old racist crowd. We don't need to put a bunch of luchadors out there. No, that's exactly what you need to do. At least then it'll be fucking entertaining. Mm-hmm. Cause this ain't no. So here's another, this is another notch. This is dangerous, man. I mean, this is so dangerous. Well, I mean, this is the second person I mean, who's back to back matches that we've seen 
mm-hmm. climbing the trusses here, and both of them are no longer with us. Right. Lodi's a good friend, pulling Raven out of the way. Yeah, that's great. I think Lodi is a uh, great, close, personal friend of a uh, friend of the show, Mr. Charles Robinson. He sure is. Uh, when they, uh, Lodi has gone to, wow. There's the, uh, the, uh, death Valley driver. Uh, when Lo, uh, Lo, when, uh, Charles goes to some of the, uh, Charlotte Knights games, the minor league team in Charlotte, uh, sometimes Lodi will go to the event with him, but I haven't seen Lodi at those events. And, uh, isn't Lodi a personal trainer now? I don't know what Lodi does. I think he has. Here comes Horace Hogan. Why would I know what Lodi does? Because you know, everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a personal trainer. You know okay. everything about it. Don't, when you when you say I don't know what's going on, bull fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the deal is sometimes people tell me to say I don't know. Hey, uh, no, I didn't tell you this. Okay, got it. Now listen, you 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 have personally benefited from that, where people have told me something and been like, "Now don't tell anybody," and I'm like, "I would never." And then I just hang up and call you and like, "Tony, you need to know this." Yeah, but that's. In fairness, whenever I broke that confidence, it was always looking out for you. Sure. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking out of school just to be running around here, spreading falsehoods all willy nilly, uh, or, or getting you in the rumor mill. I'm like, Hey, Tony, uh, there's money in them, their hills. And I know this, and this is an opportunity for you. Here you go. Well, it's a great relationship you and I have because everything that I know, you know, well, and how about this? It's just, you know, there's no bullshit. That's not always the case in old wrestling. Right. They asked me to say, so, uh, secrets in your house. How far do they go? I say Lois and Conrad. <laughs> What's That's great is it. that is a real conversation where you were asked recently. Now who knows this? Lois yeah. and Conrad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and it makes them uh, nervous that I know. Yeah, I know, but it's, you know, who the fuck am I going to tell? Well, who do you trust in, in life? Right. That's what it gets down to. Yeah. I like that. You felt you had to defend that, uh, somebody we know. <laughs> yes, I did. Hey, motherfucker here, <laughs> you and another thing. <laughs> huh. Uh, well, thank God this match is over. Yeah. You know, it get better though. If only they could get it over. We still got here. We still got psychosis and Ray. Yeah. No, that's next. And that's going to be 13 minutes, 38 okay. seconds. Uh, the winner is going to get a shot at the cruiserweight title. <laughs> and Melzer would say this was a better than average match, but taken way down in this setting. It's the first match of the show to get any crowd reaction. And Mysterio was the first wrestler to come out that the crowd actually sort of cared about. This is per Meltzer. But he does say with the bad setting and the bad crowd, it's nowhere what it could have been, but you know, pretty good and enjoy so, it because next up is Stevie Ray and Chavo jr. And, uh, ooh. it gets a negative star. Ooh. Wow. I'll tell you that, uh, I made a, made a mistake. Really? And what was that mistake? I think I bought another car. <laughs> they're, they're, 
these car, this car thing is kind of like becoming like watches, aren't they? Yeah. I'm going to have to start dumping some. Yeah. I ran across this deal where I thought it was a misprint because it just couldn't be real. I had a friend of right. ours go check it out. It's legit. Yeah. So I was like, well, fuck man. I mean, I can drive that some bitch for a year and make 10 grand. I'm, I'm going to do that. I mean, it just, they're giving it away. So, well, yeah, let me try to, uh, uh, if you, uh, run out of space, to put your cars, I can always drive one. I got a cousin driving one right now. Oh, I bet you do. He's got my, uh, my seven series, his, uh, his, his engine in his Tahoe died. So here's Ray Mysterio, baby. This is good. Ray too, by the way. Yeah. Ray and psychosis. Let me just tell you two of my all time favorites. I think you could sprinkle in there. I think most people would say it's Ray Hoovy and psychosis. And it's hard for me to argue that, but dude, some of the absolute best stuff I've ever seen came from, from these two guys here. Well, I, I feel that Ray Mysterio was the best luchador of all time that we had. Without question. Well, Without question. hang on though. Let me ask you this. Who are you to doubt El Dandy? Or the late great Silver King. What? I want to bring this up and you know, Ray is still performing as we know on a regular basis. What's the deal with the, the tattoos on the pecs that he's got now? Have you noticed that? Yeah. What about it's like that? You know, I've never him. seen anyone with that. That's kind of disconcerting. No, you're not, you're not paying enough attention. It's pretty common. It is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. God, it, but it, that's not for you. It doesn't seem like anybody on, it would be for anybody on earth. It's just odd. It's like chicks dig it, man. Do they really? Oh yeah, man. I they, think you ought to get you some of them teddy tattoos. What, I ain't getting a teddy tattoo. What would you put on one of them there teddy tattoos? I'm just Not channeled, me, buddy. Just no channeled. teddy tattoos for this Italian. <laughs> I didn't realize I was doing it, but I think I just low key did like Mark Briscoe right there. <laughs> you have no idea who that is, but no, you I would don't. fucking love them. Next time you come over, are you ever coming over again? Uh, yeah, I'm going to come over again. Okay. <gasps> what are you doing tonight? I got a baseball game. Fuck. Dave Attell's in town. Oh, you'd love him. You watched that insomniac shit back in the day on comedy central. No, not really. You've seen him do his bumping mic special on Netflix. Okay. Well, you're just, you're just giving me nothing today. Fuck you. Enjoy your goddamn baseball game. I'm going to go get me a funnel cake and an HJ. <laughs> By the way, if you're going to watch one match on this show, people have started to really like when I do this. Go watch Rey Mysterio and psychosis. Now it doesn't win best match of the night. They're going to give that to Hooventude and Jericho, but I prefer this one. Because of the acrobatics and they're, and not only that. They are, and the fans are reacting to this one because the fans have basically seen shit up until here. Well, 
everybody is a Rey Mysterio, Mark. Right. I'm a fucking low key psychosis, Mark. I don't know that I've ever admitted that here on the show, but when why this, is that? When this son of a bitch did a top rope leg drop, God just got all over me. It was like, dude, that's the coolest. Like, I know that, you know, great close personal friend of yours, Mr. Bobby Eaton, used to do that. And it's badass. But, dude, when Psychosis did it, it was like, holy shit. Yeah. I think, I think he has like the best, like, big leg drop in wrestling history. Not only that, he was a little bit uh, larger, I would say, taller. Absolutely. You know, when you consider, I mean, you can just see it right here. Right. Taller than Ray, obviously, taller than uh, Uventude. Uh, yeah, he was a good performer. I, I agree with that. And, and also, too, this is a silly thing, but I was younger. I really liked the horns and the mask. You know, he had a different, he had a different mask. He was bigger than the other guys. He was very athletic. He could do all the crazy stuff they could do, but at a bigger size. And then this top rope leg drop, I just could have seen him doing something with, with psychosis, even outside of the cruiserweight division. And I know for whatever reason, this is just, oh, he's got a mask, put him in the cruiserweight division. Uh, but psychosis was, had the size to be TV champion. U S champion. Yeah, he did. I know people are going to argue that, but it's like, you know, Dean Malenko did it. Chris Jericho did it. Why can't psychosis? And people would say, well, his interview skills, whatever. What's your favorite Dean Malenko interview from this era? They didn't give him any mic time either. Dean got over in the ring. Yes, he could do promos, but it's not like he was getting a ton of mic time is my point. How are these guys fared on two Oh five dead now? You think, man, that show's really gotten good all of a sudden. I don't know that you've been keeping up with that. And by the way, a few weeks ago, we, we mentioned we were covering a great American bass show and you kept referring to it as great American trash. Right. And I referred to the trash on two Oh five live and these fucking assholes on Twitter started like tagging wrestlers on the two Oh five live show, like drew and like trying to low key Conrad says you're trash. Any comment? It's like, what the fuck, dude? That's not what I do. I bust my friend's balls. We talk shit about other people in a funny, humorous way. Tony called the show. We were watching great American trash. So I referred to every wrestling as trash. Get a fucking life. Yeah. That being said, they got really good stuff on there. I don't know if you saw, but, uh, and I'm going to, this is way, way off base here. Do you know anything about Drake Maverick, the old spud, uh, rock star spud from TNA? No, I don't. You would fucking love him. I think he might low key be the most underutilized, not underutilized. He is the biggest utility player in wrestling right now. He has gotten over this 24 seven belt. I've seen, way. I've seen those. Those things with he and, uh, our truth. Well, how about this? He had a fucking ass kicking match on two Oh five live a couple of weeks ago. Like you would have loved it. And it's like, dude, what can't this guy do? And it's been a while since he had a serious match like that. Cause he's, he did a lot of comedy stuff, but every time that guy's on TV, he makes the most of his TV time. And when he was in TNA, 
you know, my, me and my buddy Clint from Hershey, I was like, dude, this is the biggest star on the whole show. This is a time when they had great wrestling talent. They had AJ styles and they had Samoa Joe and they had sting and, um, you know, they had really good talent there. They had, uh, what was his name before Nick Aldis was Nick Magnum. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, they just had a lot of really good talent there, but fucking a man rockstar spud was like, that guy's going to be a really, really big deal, man. That this he's got a lot of upward mobility and now he's finally getting that opportunity and it started almost as like a funny ha ha thing. He has made the most of it every time. And his match on two five live against Mike Canales a couple of weeks ago was badass. You got to watch it. I'm going to, I'm going to watch it today. I really want to see it because, and, and again, watch it in the context of this guy's been presented as, you know, Bobby Heenan, almost comedy, you know, right. He's a manager, he's relief, but he was a wrestler before that. And, and he's really showing you what all he can do. And I'm just glad he's, he's got an opportunity to show it with WWE now, finally, cause they had him with like, uh, that big tag team from NXT authors of pain and it was okay, but it's probably not the best use of him, but boy, they figured out what to do with him now. And he's made the most of it. And He's done so well that, I mean, it's a major part of every show now. Good for him. Well, I hope they continue to use him in the right way. Um, and by let the me way, ask, in real let life, me ask, great guy, you would get along famously with him. I get along with everybody. That's what I mean. But he's that way too. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, if, if yeah. you meet, if you meet spud in real life and you don't get along with him, it's cause you're yeah. a fucking asshole. He can get along with everybody. Well, I might meet him. Let me ask you about the, we're, speaking of what's going on at the WWE right now, and I know we're, we're watching a good match and we don't have to really enhance it that much because it's a good one, but um, what do you think about the, the uh, uh, Marie Kanellis winning the 24-7 title? It's a joke, Bill. Why not? We're right. I, I just kind of thought it was, it, it was kind of pretty fucking cool. And the reason I did was, well, no one's going to pin a pregnant woman, right? Well, and then no one's going to pin a woman after she has her baby, uh, because she'll be, uh, she'll be in postpartum depression and she'll be, you know, pissed off and no one will be, want to be near her. And, uh, so it's, it's a pretty good, uh, I liked it. I, I thought as much as I don't like the, the 24 seven title, uh, and as much as I hated the dog pile that happened. Uh, where her husband came out with the belt. I, I like the little angle they did afterwards where he laid down for her and she pinned him. What are you talking about? Depression? Well, I was look, sometimes, sometimes women, and it didn't happen in my house, but sometimes women, after they have a baby, no, I, I understand that. But then you, in the next sentence said it didn't happen in my house. It didn't. Couldn't happen in my house because there were a little bunch of other kids around and now, if Maria's going to get depression, it's going to be from being married to Mike. It'll have very little to do with the baby. Oh, good. And that's not a commentary on Mike. It's just, if you were to go interview Lois, what was depressing more giving birth to 38 jobber Shivani's little foot soldiers of the worst variety or waking up next to Tony every day for the rest of your life. I know what the answer is. Yeah. Them kids. I agree. Oh, I love the old calf crusher or 
whatever you want to call it. It's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I just, it's something simple. It's just in the midst of all the acrobatic stuff, just say, okay, I'm going to just stomp my foot on the back of your hamstring and your calf. And it's going to help just a s- small thing. I, I think that helps lend some credibility to this match. Look at psychosis. I hopped up there. Oh shit. That's a pretty good bump. That was an excellent bump. As a matter of fact, isn't wrestling beautiful on some level. It's like it's acting mm-hmm. like with stunt man. Yeah. You know, we got to tell a story, but we got to do these stunts and. And it's, it's not only stunt men, but it's improvisational stunt men. Yeah. And you gotta be and able to, you gotta be able to tell the story. So you gotta be the writer and you gotta be the actor and you gotta be the stunt man. Right. All in one. And oh, by the way, you've also sort of kind of got to be like a, a fitness model or bodybuilder most of the time. Sure. Most of the time you got to look the part. There are exceptions. But most of the time. This is what amaz- amazes me about, always amazed me about a guy like Ray Mysterio and, and even here, Psychosis and Uventude and all the guys who wrestled in that division, the Luchadors. I mean, these guys have been taking some pretty crazy bumps here. We just saw them bump on the outside and look at them still going. Yeah. Wide open, man. Yeah. Split leg moonsault. I mean, you don't have time. I mean, you do if you want to, but like a Raymond climbing back to his feet. Let's get, let's hit the ropes, run in there, man. This. And the deal is by the way, they're, they're keeping this frantic pace up because they're trying to, you know, get some reactions from the crowd. They got to win them over. Right. And they're, they're also to the point to where they realize what, what's been on before them. So they're trying to, to pick up the show here a little bit. I mean, uh, real, real question. If you're an agent, wouldn't you have made sure that Canyon didn't climb the trussing? Yeah, of course. Match after public enemy did it. Of course you would, but there's your finish one, two, three, but you cannot always control what they do in the ring. Charles you can, always, you can always, always admonish him afterwards. A lot of that happened, Conrad, and I, and a lot of, uh, much more of that happened with us than happened in the WWE. You mean guys just doing what they when, want and then talk about it afterwards? Yep. I'm excited to see the, uh, the replay here. Well, he fell on his head, didn't he? Here we go. Give us a call here, Tony. Okay. Ray Mysterio from the top. Oh, look at that. Somersault in midair and look how dangerous that was. He could have fallen off and hitting, hit the uh, pavement there. Look at this pickup. That's improvising right there. And now here's your finish from the top. Oh man. That was even more realistic looking than normal. Yeah, it was. Instead of just 
flipping him over into a pinning combination. I'm going to drop you on your fucking head, then hook the leg. Yeah. Charles Robinson doing a great job of looking in on the, to see if Ray was okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, temper your expectations. Stevie Ray is coming out next with Chavo Guerrero TV titles on the line. Of course, psychosis, not worthy of the TV title, but Stevie Ray and Chavo jr. Are two minutes and 38 seconds, but thankfully we'll, we'll get a little Andy Guerrero action here snuck in. Uh, and I would imagine the, the fans here didn't take too kindly to Stevie Ray, unfortunately. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. But uh, we can take this moment uh, for you and I to once again say, hey, so glad that Stevie Ray is in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Great guy in real life. And by the way, as as random as this sounds, the motherfucker's in better shape now than he ever was back then. Yeah. Like uh, these, these brothers, him and Booker T, they have found like some sort of fountain of youth, some sort of, they're the goddamn Benjamin buttons of wrestling. They look better now than they did back then. I know. How's that even possible? This was 21 years ago. Well, one of the things is they're probably, they probably were a a lot. God, Pepe. Um, they, they were probably a lot younger back then than we really thought. In other words, Okay, we're talking, what, 20 years ago? In other words. They're just in their 40s now. Where a lot of guys are in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. Uh, Booker T is 54 years old. Is he really? Yeah, black don't crack, baby. He looks that good at 54? See? Wow. See? And his brother... Stevie Ray, who you said he's in his forties motherfucker yeah. 60, bro. No, he's 60. He's a year younger than you. And he looks like a goddamn bodybuilder. And you look like the world's worst TV dad. <laughs> You're like Mike Seaver. Well, well, <clears throat> it's genetics, buddy. Oh, fuck man. I look like I came the African dream, right? It's genetic. I, ain't, I ain't judging. I'm just saying. These guys somehow at 54 and 60 look better than ever. It's in their DNA makeup. It is. Some guys look better than others. By the way, how does Chavo look here with his leather vest and his leather hat? uh, Uh, It's fun to stay at the. Why? C.A. Are we going to do a little Jim Ross her off? I felt like that's what you were leaning towards right there. Her. Her. Hey. Her. Are they raising the roof? They're raising the roof of Stevie Ray. Either, there that, you go. either that or they're like pump faking some rocks. I can't tell. Yeah. Did you should play uh backyard football. Is that a thing for you as a Ute? Oh, yes. Were pump fakes big back in the fifties or sixties or whenever you were doing it? Pump fakes. Yeah. We played 
during football season, we played every Sunday. And we went to towns. We had a team, and we would go to different towns and play. Other teams. Every Sunday. I, uh... I just blocked. I didn't know that... (laughs) I didn't know that, uh... Pump fakes were a thing, like, before Brett Favre, or specifically Jim Kelly. Like, whenever I think of pump fakes, I'm thinking of Jim Kelly. Yeah. No. These days, it's probably more like Roethlisberger, but, I mean, back as a ute for me. I will... I will venture to say, well, I, I know for a fact, any great, any great quarterback that played in the NFL yeah, started out playing backyard football. Yeah. That's, I mean, the, it's some of that stuff, those pump fakes and, you know, or fake a handoff, pump fake, go deep. Go deep. This is some silly shit here, isn't it? Yep. What did this match get? Another dud? Negative. Negative one star. They're doing nothing. Yeah. And you say it's only like a two-minute match? Yeah, thank God. Praise Jesus. Is it like a two-minute segment? No. Or when they actually start wrestling, it's two minutes? When they ring the bell. Okay. Well, listen, uh, in, in, uh, I don't want to listen. No, listen to this. I, 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 I really think that again, I always take up for the boys that Chavo did the best. Of course. With, no. with the gimmick he was given. This is, that's the thing. Like whenever you and I, are, I hope our listeners are gathering this whenever we're shitting on something that's happening. Very rarely are we shitting on the boys. Right. Well, there's a couple of assholes on Twitter that don't know that they just, they're worthless pieces of shit, but I do understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. We're shitting on the creative, right? Like most of these guys were handed a sheet of paper and said, Hey, here's what you're doing. And then they go out there and do it to the best of their ability. Now, do they always do a great job? No, no. but it's the res- ultimately to me, it's the responsibility of the person handing them a sheet of paper to know what the uh, limits are of each performer. And if you're asking them to do something that you know, and he knows ain't going to be good, but you're like, well, just do your best. Fuck that's on you. You got to accentuate the positives, hide the negatives. Meaning let's not say, well, we put in the script for Hulk Hogan to do a hurricane Rana. Well, good luck. That won't be very good. You know, we were also transitioning at a time here between just going out and working a match, improvising a match and rehearsing shit. Yeah. Not only that, but it's also the style has changed, you know, just a few years prior to this, you gotta remember this is 1998 here. Uh, so, so Goldberg is like a thing now. Uh, but a few years prior to this, you know, this is the same company that had like dungeon of doom. So we had, you know, John Tenta in here plodding around with Hulk Hogan in main events. And I mean, he had a, a shark mouth painted on his face and he held his hand on his forehead. Like it was a fin. I mean, that's where we were. And now we've got the NWO and Goldberg and the world has changed very fast in just a, in just a few short years. 
I say all that to say, of course, the wrestling style has changed as well. You know, three years ago, nobody on this grand of a stage had seen Rey Mysterio or Dean Malenko. You know, they were looking for a bunkhouse buck match. Nothing wrong with that, but the styles have changed. There, uh, yeah, this is a, this is a negative stars match, but they're doing, I, I, I there's something about this match that I like. Yeah. Well, because, because Stevie Ray adds an air of believability, like right in real life, you would not fuck with Stevie Ray. Right. And that's. What the finish was, we had a mouthy little guy who tried to run his mouth to Stevie Ray, and then what did he do? He ran from him until Stevie got him cornered, and Stevie won the match. So in theory, in if you try to base it on reality, this is exactly probably what would have happened. Sure. So I, I get it. It's not the, it's a minus star match, and I understand why, but I understand that they. Uh, as far as if you put believability into it and make it a storyline, you don't fuck with Stevie Ray, especially if you're a little guy. And what do we got here? We got Eddie, which I love. I loved anything wheel, something we talked about many times. Anything Eddie got involved with was gold. Yeah, it was going to be good. He's a Midas. He had the Midas touch, buddy. I can use that old well-worn cliche. Well-worn. I like, I like the way you slid that one in. That's what she said. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with us? I don't talk like that. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no. I just wish, uh, when, you, when you and I text back and forth all the time, yeah, you know what? We should post some, well, we no, can't. we Never no, we mind. should not. We can't, we can't, but by the way. I'm going to try to clean it up and I'll read something here. Um, uh, cause we are fucking so rude. Each other. <laughs> if, if somebody went through our phone, like we thought, you know, if one of us were to die yeah, and, and they were going through the phone, they would think you and I were mm-hmm. fucking blood enemies. Right. Exactly. Uh, so last night at eight 43, I get a text that says, Still recording at 7 a.m. Central tomorrow, comma, dick face, question mark. And I replied, oh, fuck. Okay. Alarm set. And you said we could move it. And I said, no. And you said, no problem for me. And I said, let's just get it the fuck over with. And you said, okay. And then uh, I texted, (laughs) said, hey, Harley race died. He said, still taping tomorrow morning. And I said, fine, asshole. And he said, we can do a different day if you want to, you cocksucker. And I said, fuck you, Anthony. <laughs> this is the way we talk to each other. Right. Yes. I know sometimes you'll, you'll text me and I, on many times you'll say, fuck you, Anthony, or fuck you, comma, I don't know, prick, PRK. Uh, and I'll say it ain't fuck me, you fucking fat ass redneck. It's fuck you. And it's like, man, them fighting words in, in real life. Hey, dick lick. What time do you record tomorrow? It's two <laughs> matches from SummerSlam 97. And I said, I can right now. If you can. And he said, I'm in New York. You fat fuck. You know that. <laughs> and I said, so why are you texting me? Asshole? Go do your goddamn job. Also, anytime is fine. Ha ha. 
<laughs> What's wrong with us? One time, I, one time recently, I sent you a text. Hey, I talked to so and so, and the response was, "Why would I care?" <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> what's great is like anybody else, like even our wives, they would mm-hmm. think, "Why? Wow, what's what's wrong? Why aren't you? We're fine. What are you talking about? Everything's good." But he's so mean. No, no, I was dick first. No, he was. Wow, who can keep up at this point? It's fine. We're oh not keeping God, score. Look at We're this. good. Oh, this is your favorite. Let's let let's let JJ Dillon uh, pipe through the show here. Here we go. All right. I know my brother's here. I want his damn ass out now. Look, you're the one that whacked him in the head with a chair. Doctor said he can't wrestle for two weeks. Hold on. It's out of my it's out of my hands. Hold on a second. Look at look at this. Hold on just one second, Rick Steiner. I want you to see what you've done to your brother here. You know what? Last week when you came out and you hit him with a chair, look at him. Scotty, are you okay? Are you okay though? You people shut up! you hurt your brother last week but myself trying to get out of the ring as you can see re-injured re-injured my neck also so what i'm trying to say here is this match is not taking place tonight right scotty right all right hold it right there you're right about one thing maybe this match can't take place tonight because your doctor said that for two weeks he's out of commission Our doctor verified it. But you both should have looked at that contract real close because what it says is if the match could not take place in Sturgis tonight, WCW has the right for 45 days to reschedule that match. And guess what? The match is going to take place at the next pay-per-view, Fall Brawl, September 13th, from Winston-Salem. JJ, let's get something clear, okay, big man? I did say two weeks, and the doctor's note may say two weeks. But let's be honest, 45 days, two weeks, who knows with injuries like this? Who's to say my man, Big Papa Pump, is going to be ready? Scotty, can you be ready? I think I'll be ready, man. He thinks he can be well, ready, listen, but I don't think so. Listen real close, because I'm only going to say this once. Your man better be able to wrestle and he better show up ready to go at the next pay-per-view at Fall Brawl because if he doesn't, he's going to be barred from wrestling for life. What? It's a miracle recovery. Oh, my. Hallelujah. And he can run, too. Isn't that a... So, fun little angle here. It's weird that... uh, you know, we do it here in front of this live crowd and tease that they're going to do the match, but then they can't, but I get it behind the scenes. Scott Steiner's back was in a bad way. He right. wasn't able to wrestle. So they needed to do something and the crowd actually got behind it. You could hear folks revving their engine and then the big bullshit chance. So it wasn't that bad, but speaking of things that are bad, <laughs> buckle up boys and girls, Mongo is coming out next to take on Brian Adams. And it gets negative two stars, which makes it the worst match on the show. Mm. 
And Melser would say, after one of the most messed up spots you'll ever see, McMichael delivered, if this was the idea, the worst DDT in professional wrestling history. Wow. And he, he, he finished by saying, it doesn't get much worse than this. I'm really looking forward to it now. Hey, you know what? I, I'm, I need to say here, not, not these slap asses, but, uh, I need to say there's some good looking women in the audience. Why here. do you keep doing this? Look at the, the, in the front there, the girl with a sign in the, in the yellow, she looks good. There was a girl who had one of those Medusa, uh, red, white, and blue, uh, bathing suits on. She looked good. Some of the fans said, fuck it. I'm leaving. Well, they should. Really. Yeah. I would do. Um, I mean, just, listen, I, if I could, if I could sit and watch a Mongo, Brian Adams match, or I could go get a funnel cake and ice Jay. I'm gone, man. Waka, waka, waka. Hey, can I make a confession here? You won't believe, especially, you know, given as fat as I am. Yeah. Never had a funnel cake. Really? Yeah. It doesn't appeal to me. Really? Nothing about it. Seems like something I would like. I don't want it. You like donuts? I mean, they're okay, but I'm not, I'm, I've never been like, ah, I can have a donut today. Like, okay. It's not my thing. I listen, fried dough. That's your jam. It, it's one of the great delicacies of life. Well, listen, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just saying like, first of all, if you're going to get a funnel cake, you got to go to the fair, which means either you want to ride the Gravitron and throw up, or you really want hepatitis. And I don't really want either one of those. So I haven't been to a lot of fairs in my life. And as a result, there haven't been a lot of opportunities for funnel cakes. And when I see these hot wheel collectors walking around in their tank tops and hairy armpits, I'm not like, Ugh, I'm, I want to go eat right now. So I don't do it. You know, you're kind of a borderline elitist from the South. No, not borderline. <laughs> because I always love fairs and carnivals. No, they're, they're dangerous and people get stabbed there. There's disease. No. Not the ones I went to. Well, the ones they have in Alabama <laughs> is where you go take your 14 year old sister. And before you know it, she's your date. You got a nephew. <laughs> oh my God. I never seen so many people running around fucking barefoot in my life. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I. Some of my fondest memories were at carnivals and fairs growing up. Now, if they told me that Tracy Smothers was going to be down there yeah. and he's got his daughter with him and he's going to get her in the ring with that stick of his, that random log he just carries around and he's going to get the crowd to start chant, trying to chant incest is best incest is better than make out with his daughter in the ring. I would oh. go to that fair. Oh my God. Look at this fucking, what are they? Oh, theirs was the worst DDT ever, right? My goodness. We need to watch, we need to force Matt Coon to watch this match over and over again. By the way, Matt Coon's coming to Starcast, and you know why he has nothing else to do. Cause Mongo's there. Ah, <laughs> is Mongo really coming? Hell yeah. Hot damn. 
He had one of the great lines in the history of podcasting on an old episode of the Ric Flair show. He, uh, talked about having a girlfriend on scholarship. I just thought it was the fucking funniest thing I had ever heard. (laughs) Mongo in real life was one of the real cool guys. Yeah. Your second favorite horseman. Yes, sir. Got to come to a live show to hear why though. Let me say this. It involves pounding sand. Look at this. Oh, that's some pretty, that's some pretty raw power right there, man. To pick him up, not only pick him up. I know he came running in, but to, to walk with him a couple steps. I'd have liked to have seen Mongo in a more outsider role in wrestling. Like when he did nitro with y'all at first, like he would have gotten better. Oh, of course he would have. He wasn't bad compared to some of the other really, really bad ones we've seen. He could have gotten better. And right. He would have been a great character. That's my point, I guess. You know, in the same way Larry Zabisco was. Right. But, you know, he didn't need it. Supposedly, he walked around with $10,000 and $100 bills in his pocket all the time. And I'll let you guess why. Mm. And, uh, you know, he just wandered off into more fun ventures in life. Yeah. Right. Right in the midst of a road trip. Fuck this. I'm found, going. Found some shenanigans to get into, and this is more fun than that. I ain't going back. Don't need to. See, that's that 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 really that always had my respect. Or I don't know if respect's the right word, but maybe uh something that I always wished I could have done. What? I think I think everybody don't you think everybody's wished it in life that you could just pull up stakes from your life that you're having right now and just walk or get in a car, get in a plane and go start another life somewhere else. Well, what's keeping you from doing that tone? Well, uh, responsibilities, uh, Fuck commitments. Em. Fuck them. Yeah. No, <clears throat> no, you can't do that. Why? You can, but you can't. Why? You, Let's run through uh, this. W- whatever you're talking about doing, would you not take Lois? No, I'm talking about. Walking away by myself. Oh, just leave Lois. Yes. Would you take bug? Oh yeah. So you're not by yourself. So but I'm saying, I'm saying walk away from the life that you have right now. Um, no, I, I, mean, I, I, it has never crossed my mind because I love my life. Okay. Uh, I love my life too. And I, I don't think that's an issue here. I just think that there's sometimes, and Mongo did this. There's sometimes you just, you just say, what if, and you do it There's sometimes I think, what if bug and I just said, Hey, we're going to go out. I'm going to take bug for a car ride. And we ended up at a motel six in Fresno, California. Well, that's what I just pitched. I want us to do this cross country trip. Me and you get into adventures. What happened when Tony and Conrad hit the road. Hmm. Let's do it. That's intriguing. It really is. Well, I can do it. Well, I know you can, but see, I got commitments. Get out of them. (laughs) Here's what I mean. No job you got right now. Do you love enough to just go do what you want to do? Just fuck it. With this giant bidding war going on behind the scenes for you, you can afford to just say, fuck it to baseball and Whatever else you got going on right now. 
I would never say fuck it to football. Yeah, I understand that, but we got a month. Oh. oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And he just holds it right. Oh, Jesus. God. You know what? Change my mind. If you're going to watch one match this week, make it this one. Watch Steve McMichael and Brian Adams. It's got to be one of the worst matches in the history of matches. Fuck. Well, there's the old tombstone, and thank God it's over. It doesn't get much worse than this. That's what Meltzer said. You know what? He's right. Well, the fans were uh, cheering the finish. Maybe they're just cheering that it's over. Yeah. Next up, another barn burner for real. A good match. Dean Malenko is going to be your referee. Chris Jericho is going to come out wearing a kimono. And uh, he's going to wrestle Juventud Guerrero for the WCW Cruiserweight title. It's three and a half stars. Meltzer would say the finish was a real thing of beauty. So stay tuned for that. And then. <sighs> Goldberg's going to be in a non-man battle Royal with eight members of the NWO Wolfpack versus the NWO Hollywood and Goldberg and Goldberg. Obviously is going to go up. Look at this. Here's show it again. <laughs> Peekaboo. I'm behind the chair. Let's see how he executes his pile driver. Hmm. You're safe with the pile driver. Close. That is close. I don't think I'm ever going to look at a pile driver the same way again, since you and I watched Owen Hart and Steve Austin from SummerSlam. Owen Hart, Steve, yeah. Owen Hart and Steve Austin. Oh, hello everybody. Mean Gene oh. Okerlund here revving my bike. They just, they showed me how to do that. And I'd like to show these girls how to do a few things, especially this old cross-eyed beauty two doors down from me on the left here. No, we couldn't afford to fly the real nitro girls out here. And frankly, I understand why it's because we're not making any money at this goddamn show. So instead we're trying to make money on the hotline. You got to give us a call right now at one 909 I'm going to be riding some of these beauties a little later. I'd rather do that than rev this engine right here. But when I'd used my hand like that, a little lower on myself, huh, boy, now we really see what the nitro girls are about. And he's on an American iron horse, which fell out of business. Not too long after, not too long after we did uh, coincidence. I think not. How do you know that American iron horse went out of business? Uh, I've read it somewhere. I think what happened was when he, when he came out on an American iron horse, I remember at that time thinking, what the fuck is an American iron horse with all these Harleys and who gives a fuck? That can't last long. And it didn't. I mean, look, I, I get it. They probably paid us money to do that. Or they gave Eric a free bike to ride. Maybe that was it. Um, but uh, Hogan rides a Honda. That's cool. Um, but really, come on. This is a Harley convention. And basically... Uh, well, it's a biker's convention, but it's mostly Harleys, and we're trying to promote American Iron Horse. Give me a break. Good-looking young man here. 
Damn the rules. Oh, my God. <laughs> Didn't that remind you of that as soon as he walked in? My God. M the rules. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really wish we could tell people what the fuck we were talking about. But, uh, but I get we can't. Yeah. We just can't. We just can't. It's just an inside joke to make us laugh. And you know what? We... We, we hope we're entertaining you. And I know a lot of you people feel that way, but sometimes we just like to entertain ourselves. I was surprised. Uh, and of course you wouldn't see it here because this being on the network, they would edit it out. I'm surprised we didn't see, uh, it's a pretty good looking kimono there. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't see, uh, some, uh, boobs, some boobs, some tits, some girls taking off their tops. Boy, you're being real foul today. No, I'm just, I'm, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm stating a fact that I'm surprised in this crowd, which was obviously a, a very, uh, uh, different crowd that a woman didn't take off her top. This is like a rock and roll concert type crowd. A rock and roll concert type crowd. Yeah. See, like right, right. There. Why didn't she take off her top? What? I mean, I, it's not that I think she should please don't miss. Don't twist things around here. I'm just surprised she didn't. In other words, you go to a rock concert, you go to a rock concert to hear the music, but you go to, because you want to have fun, enjoy the experience. People start to drink. They start smoking uh, tune up, uh, edibles and things get out of hand. There's a mosh pit and the girl says, Hey, Ooh, and I'll take off the top. And I'm surprised we didn't see enough of that here. And, and that's your move. What? Woo. Well, that's what you like. You, you go. To no, the- no, 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 no. I'm no, see, you're, you're, you're confusing things. Now I'm just saying, I'm kind of surprised. And I guess, uh, in reality, if, uh, in reality, if I'm running the show, I'm saying to the cameraman, if you see a girl take your tire top off, don't shoot it. We do not need that on TV. Uh, so I'm sure they were looking out for that. I would have liked to have been the guy out there and say, Tony, I want you to go out there and stand. And if any woman and just look for women taking off their tops. And if they do they'd alert the cameraman or alert some alert, somebody in the truck to not show it, you can look at it, but we do not want to show it. That guy's got his top off. All right, I don't want to ruin this this moment because I think Jericho's got a pretty good look here, and uh, see, I look, that's a good looking woman right there. The the best Jericho right here. This is the best Jericho. Yeah. Isn't it amazing twenty years later how he's still a big time performer? Are you surprised? Um. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised he's still doing it. I mean, Chris has made one with, there's another good looking woman. She's got her top on. Whoa. Did you see that? Did you see that? What did I miss? As they were, as they were dissolving to another camera, she was going to pull it up. How excited did you get just for a second? I was just, I'm excited because I was right. 
it happened. I knew it was going to happen. Well, and I know what's going to happen when you use blue chew. <laughs> Tony's cat can't scratch it. There you go. Open up your beer bottle. Three and a half stars is what this one gets. We're going to have a barn burner of a match. 16 minutes, 24 seconds. Buckle up buttercup. It's going to be a good one. Do you have any good, uh, Hoovy juice stories you can share with us? No, I, I don't. Why not? I didn't know him that well. Why not? Well, the only contact we had, he walked me by, well, he walked by me one time. I think it was, uh, we may have been in Arizona. I'm not sure. We may have been in, uh, may have been a show in, uh, in New Mexico. He just walked by me one time. He said, dim the rules. Why are you trying to just pop me? <laughs> And kept on walking. Yeah. You know that um, Dave Green listens to this show every now and again. Yes, I really. Hey, well, Dave, if you're listening to the show, stop. Hit the fucking bricks and get us some more sponsors, you son of a bitch. Why are you so mean to Dave? Because it's easy. Oh. I think anybody that was was. You, me, and Dave in our crew that night, the three of us having to handle a drunk, uh, <laughs> Cassio, I think we bonded for life. And I, I think, uh, you and Dave uh-huh. are, are both, uh, sold on the fact that I'm one of the greatest salesmen that ever lived. Oh my God. Oh my God. I didn't expect it to be that way that weekend, but that was phenomenal. Even though propping up Casio. Malenko looks good as a referee here. Don't you think, man, he's serious stout. You know, I, I, I loved our guys back then. I really did. They're not dead. You're allowed to love them now. No, I'm saying I I loved working with them. I love, uh, Eddie and Malenko and, uh, Jericho. And, you know, I talked about Mongo and, uh, just everybody, everybody was, everybody was, they were all good guys. And that's really important. Really important. It's really important that you have a good, and I'm going to bring a, I'm going to bring a pro, I'm going to bring a pro sports term into this. You have a good clubhouse. It's really important. Not everybody always gets along and not everybody always does the right thing. And is a good guy, uh, but you got to have a good clubhouse and we had a good clubhouse here. Although here we had good, uh, tour buses, this show, there wasn't a clubhouse. Whoa, look at this. I think him holding that knee may be a shoot there. I just, he's either doing a good job of selling or he's, well, I guess he was selling cause he, he kicked with that same leg just now. Tony, when you were growing up, who were your favorite porn stars? 
Uh, Ginger. Is that Ginger Lynn, I think? Yeah, Ginger Lynn. She was a big star back in the day. She's like probably your age now, huh? Yeah. Um, 56 years old. Ginger Lynn. Huh? And who was that girl that, that sang, uh, more, more, more. Andrea true. She did. She did adult films. Yeah. The Andrea true connection. She was an adult film star. 76. Woo. How about that? The song was originally recorded in Jamaica where true a porn star had been appearing in a television commercial An attempted coup prevented her from leaving the country with her wages from the commercial resourcefully true called on Greg diamond to come down to Jamaica to write and record the song with her along with other studio musicians, which performed the backbone of the connection project. Wow. I bet, bet they did connect. I didn't know that, uh, I'll be honest. I've never even heard of this person until today. Andrea huh. true. Hmm. Yeah. I saw her in a couple of movies. Really? We go to the, we go to the drive-in. Wait, they had porn in the drive-in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> God, tell me about that. What was that? You, just a bunch of dudes beating off in their cars. <laughs> we didn't beat off, but we, what? we all would go. What does that mean? You didn't beat off. Well, we didn't sit there and like two in the front seat, two in the back. Just saw what, what <laughs> <laughs> with our dicks hanging out. Say, pass me the Jurgens. <laughs> I mean, so you would take ladies to these things? <laughs> no, we would watch it, but we didn't. Wouldn't a circle. Anyway, back to the match. I mean, I've never even heard of that person. Andrea true. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I believe you. She's a person. I just read her Wikipedia or whatever, but I didn't even know that was a thing. I thought, I mean, ginger Lynn was the name I had at least heard of. Cause I know, I think she did a, a documentary on Netflix a few years ago. All right. That's tremendous. Yeah. What was, uh, what was Andrea True's like finishing move? Uh, facials. Just the best. You're asked to talk about them 40 years later. Okay, here we go. We are sullying the name of a good match here. Yeah, it's a real good match. We, we've put it over. You can go watch it if you like good wrestling. There you go. Darkness settling on. The Black Hills of South Dakota. You know what we're going to have to do, though? You know what time. I mean, well. (laughs) What do we have to do? It's a new thing we do on the show now. 
it got over. Okay. So because it got over, we like, we got to do it now. You're going to be singing a little rap song today. Oh no. It got over Tony. No, I'm not going to do that again. No, you are. No, it's the highlight of the show, man. Uh, you go pick out another, you're going to pick out a, another profanity lace song for me to read. No, right? no, that's not real bad. <laughs> they're, they're all real bad. No, you don't know that this one. Oh, I do. This one's not real bad. Okay. Whatever it's, happened to tone Loke? Oh, we still got him. Good. It, it, yeah. Tone Loke's going to be at the at Starcast. He's doing the after party, what we're calling Janella Palooza. Oh, funky cold Medina. That was cool. But now they just talk about clapped in them cheeks and shit like that. And you leave nothing to the imagination anymore. Well, that's not exactly true. Joe Davis asked for this on Twitter back on July 26th. And I thought it was a tremendous suggestion. Uh, you can thank Joe at sideline Joe eight. If you're going to enjoy what we're about to see here. But send you a link, Tony, send your email. We're going to be visiting a song. Gosh, probably 20 years old now. We're real close to it. Um, uh huh. It's called shake your ass. <laughs> oh, that's great. It was recorded or released rather on July 18th, 2000. The edited version is called shake it fast. And just to make it slip through some radio stations, they called it shake your ass with two Z's instead of two S's, but shake it fast became the edited version, but we're not doing that. Uh huh. We're going to do the unedited shake your ass from the okay. mystical album. Let's get ready. All right. We want to do it here. Or you want to wait to the battle Royal and do it. I think we'd do it here. This is a good match. We can't help this. All right. We can hurt it. We can hurt the, the everybody's enjoyment of it. Let's take a look at Hoovy going up first. Dem the rules. Oh, down they go. And here's a cover. And mmm, 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 mmm. Oh, oh. Shake your ass, but watch yourself. Shake your ass. Show me what you're working with. That kind of fits here, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, here we go. Uh, this, this, this kind of harkens back to, uh, going to the drive-in. I came here with my dick in my hand. Don't make me leave here with my foot in your ass. Be cool. And don't worry about how I'm ripping this shit when I'm flipping what I'm kicking <clears throat> blank blank. That's just what I do. I'm effervescent. And I'm off that crescent, nastier than a full-grown German shepherd. Motherfucker, keep stepping. Keep going. Holy, holy shit. They don't fuck with me, and they don't. Y'all bitches can't catch me, and you won't. Pay your fare. Fix your hair. Throw that pussy. I got a Prada for Bonapalis. And Donna for my babuski. What the fuck? They running out of words here? Yep. 
You think that I'm tricking? Bitch, I ain't tripping. I'm buying if you got nice curves for your iceberg. <laughs> the flying fuck. When was this? This is, uh, when was this, when this song? Huh? 2000. They still in business? Uh, mystical. Yeah. Yeah. He's still alive. He's not dead. Okay. Oh man. Well, you know what? Nothing surprises me anymore. You think I had to say we're a drink, drinking hen and acting like it do something to me. Hope this incident and decent proposal make you do something with me. Fuck a dollar girl, pick up 50 and fuck that coward girl. You need a real blank <clears throat> off top. Knickerbockers hurting shit. Bend over. <laughs> Bend over. Ho. Show me what you working with. Thank Shake you, your ass, but watch yourself. Shake your ass. Show me what you're working with. Okay. Let's just skip down to verse two. Verse two. <laughs> Uh, we can just do the first, first parts. Fine. I'm not, I'm not reading this line. Do it. This is stupid. Come on. Look at this match. Come on. Come now. on. Okay. I like my women like K N or Kyan <laughs> chocolate and bow legged. Are we serious? They actually got away with this shit. Yeah. When I'm running behind her, go ahead, do your job, pop the lock, get the cock out. Girl, don't lie. You know what you want to go back to my house. Oh, God. <laughs> Keep going three lines and you're done. <laughs> the right man, Chi. Want to get under that dress right there. You spicy Cajun, we got a good time over here. You better suck the head on them crawfish. <laughs> Oh my God. It's such I a good sport. I can't believe there's another world out there that actually, uh, first of all, my, I'm most disappointed that you, you, uh, at your advanced stage, you have a little bit of dyslexia because you messed up the man right here. Instead, you said the right man, Chia. <laughs> okay. Lion tamer. Thank God. Is this a finish? Uh, if it is, it's going to be good. Okay. No, it's not it. Okay. Well, I, I, again, to everybody out there, I apologize for these terrible lyrics. I'm sure this is a nice guy and he's a good musician and he's a good chap. I, I just, I just, no, no, the, he's, the he's world's not. come to an end, Conrad. He's really not though. The world's coming to an end and it's been coming. Uh, look, just think, so you, just so you know, on June 26, 2003, mystical, uh, pleaded guilty to sexual battery and extortion. Oh, okay. Well then yeah, but so yeah, and we, God, he's been charged with rape too. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. So, uh, is that your alarm or mine? Not mine. Oh yeah. That's my alarm. That's my alarm on my Apple watch. Huh? I love a watch. So what do you think? 
Good match, man. No, that's not what I meant. Everybody wanted you to do it just so you could say, I came in with my dick in my hand. Came in with my dick in my hand. Like, that's what people really wanted you to say. Okay, well, I said it. I sure said it. Now, back and forth they go, man. See, there was a, there was a spot there that I like. Whoa. <laughs> Very fucking cool. Fans responded. One, two, three. Urge you finish. That was a hell of a finish. Wasn't it? Yeah. He kicks the referee. So the referee shoots him in. For the finish. God, I liked Malenko. God, what a performer he was. I mean, you got three of the absolute best, you know, Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho, moving to, it's no wonder that this was the best match on the card. We're almost there, boys and girls. Two matches remain. Bill Goldberg going to be in this uh, nine-man battle royal. And, of course, Diamond Dallas Page going to be teaming up with the host of the Tonight Show, Mr. Jay Leno, to take on Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff. Uh, those matches are going to go about eight minutes and about 14 minutes. But this show, of course, has a lot more time in it left than that. We're about 45 minutes, 50 minutes left of this. Really? So eight minutes. So what are we going to do to fill the time here for crying out loud? Well, you got entrances for each individual guy in that battle Royal. Okay. I got it. That takes up a little bit of time and, and they all come out with their dick in their hand. Yep. I do. We had another suggestion. Uh, I'm not gonna make you do it. I know you don't want to do another one. Watch, Watch this. This is the finish. This is pretty cool. He kicks Malenko. Malenko turns around into a Huracanrana. Huracanrana. Great finish. It was a great finish. Anyway, DJ Quick uh, had a, uh, a song that was requested multiple times that I have to admit, I didn't even know was a thing. And uh, the name of the song is called Can I Eat It? Oh my God. But I didn't do that. I did mystical shake your ass instead. Good. Tune in next week for, can I eat it? Oh no. Come on. What? It's like, you know, if I was to take you to dinner and you know, it's nothing like that. You said, oh, I'm full and pushed your Uh, plate back. And I looked at it and you know, maybe I like salmon and I said, can I eat it? Do you realize I have, I have a, a lot of people who listen to this and. Yeah. A lot of people listen. We know. Uh, but don't expect to hear me talk like this. Well, that's on you, you know? No, it's. How, what, 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 what were you about to say? It's what? Nothing. That's right. So I'm not reading them anymore then. There you go. Well, fuck it. 
We don't, have my, to do, we don't have to do a podcast anymore. You know, if you don't want to do it, it's fine. You didn't quit on me 19 times. I'm tired of talking well, your ass and staying. I got too many other jobs keeping you fucking doing a podcast every week. I can just cut that one loose. You have to keep me doing a podcast every week. You know why? Because you love it. No, because them the rules. Oh God, man. How cool is Scott Hall here in 98? He was the coolest. Scott Hall's already had all the funnel cakes and all the HJs. Oh God. Man, that guy's been to prison. Let me just tell you. You do you do realize that uh that back then that not everybody that came out to Road Wild or not everybody that came out to Sturgis was a biker type. There was a lot of the weekend bikers too, you understand. Like Eric Bitchoff? Yeah, the executives who just like riding on the weekends and would put their bike on the back of a flatbed and drive it to a certain location and then hop off and drive around Sturgis like they were cool. What's wrong with that? Nothing. But I'm saying that that not everybody's your stereotypical stereotypical Are you saying that guy just saw who looked like he was tattooed everywhere but his eyeballs? Uh-huh. He's some banker somewhere. Just pulled no, I'm not. There. I'm saying that not everybody was like him. Yeah. 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 Oh, I got that. Yeah. Uh, Vikings changed a great deal, but you and I will be going across country on tell me Van what, hammer. Look at that. Tell me what you were saying again. Uh, Where Ray Mysterio got the idea for his tats on his tits. I hate I, all this. The more I watch this, the madder I get. Really? Yeah. Uh, you, are you mad because your parents let you spend money on it? I didn't buy my. I didn't buy this show. Take your top off, sweetie. In 1998, I was given an option. I could get one pay per view a month. Can't get no. both. I can get one. And uh, let me just tell you. I picked SummerSlam 1998 instead of this shit. Good choice. And you know what? That's the reason. This is one of the notches in our way down. Don't you think? Probably. Shitty shows? Probably. Hey, we Kids should mention like- Dave Penzer is a friend of the show, and he's got uh, Chris Jericho's old house in the suburbs of Tampa listed for sale right now. So look up Dave Penzer. On Twitter and, uh, go buy Jericho's house from him. It's at David Penzer. What's it listed for? Are you seriously asking me that? Yeah. I don't know. Probably a million dollars. It's a nice house, like 5,000 square feet on a lake, got a pool, outdoor kitchen, very nice area. If you want to look at the house directly, if you're really seriously interested, it's 18127patterson.com. So in Odessa, Florida. And legit, Dave Penzer uh, has the listing. And he'd be uh, glad to sell you that home. Dave was always a wheeler and dealer. Why do we keep showing that guy with the tattoos all over his body? Oh my God, pick somebody else. Well, I mean... I think it's kind of obvious. 
Jackie Crockett had a hard on for him. <laughs> I don't, I doubt that. You know, Jackie was kind of uh, like the cameraman version of Klondike Bill. Uh, see right there, that's the Jackie Crockett shot right there. That's the uh, Finger Poke of Doom singlet right there. Wow. Is that available? Does somebody have that? To my warehouse. Wow. The finger poke of doom singlet. Changing the world as we know it. Along with butts and seats on the same night. Oh, Sting coming out pretty cool, isn't he? You know, seeing Sting come out with a tomato face and flying like that just wasn't Sting. It's weird. Yeah. Look at all this star power in one fucking throwaway battle Royal. I was thinking the same thing. I mean, you know, we had goddamn Brian Adams have a match with Mongo. We had Stevie Ray have a match with Chavo. We (laughs) we had public enemy disco Inferno and Alex, Wright. We had Ming and barbarian. You think we could have sprinkled some of this throughout the show? This is why the matches, uh, the other matches were so lame. Because all the talent was stuck in one match or two matches. And it's a fucking battle royal, which everybody knows sucks. Yeah. Never been a good battle royal ever. The closest thing has been the Royal Rumble. It's a real shame. Or should we say battle royale? No, we're not going to say that. We're not assholes. Tony, you with me? There goes Tony. It's fucking internet. Kevin Nash doing a little mic time. I hope she doesn't try to show us anything. Did I really drop out again? Yeah, you're back though. It's all cool. Wolf back in the house. You got to get better internet, bro. I've got the best internet you can get in Marietta, Georgia. Clearly that's not the case because it keeps dropping out. This is the first time it dropped out today? Yes. All right. But it'll be fine. All right, no, it's not fine. It's not fine for what you pay for it. No, I, I don't mean that. I'm talking about our show. Can we talk about the show okay. we're doing? I'm saying it's fine. All right. Talk about the show. People, people who are listening to this show, they just want to hear me and you, man. Okay. Well, I mean, you and me, not me and you. Yeah. You're the star. I'm just the asshole. Anyway, I was, I was say, telling you a story that a friend of mine, uh, Bo LeBlanc, who I work with at the radio station calls it battle Royale. Well, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, he's correct, but yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not calling it that. I don't want to call it that. Yeah. Well, Goldberg, Goldberg. He's over like we're over here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was everywhere. He's the world champion. Having just won, well, there's a couple signs in the crowd. Having just won, uh, 
the world title the month prior at the Georgia dome. And look how awesome the big gold belt looks. This is his second pay-per-view with it. He had it at the bash at the beach and they had totally cleaned off the paint and really restored, brought the shine back to the belt. It looks as good as it's looked in years here. Pyro looks like it's a different color too, doesn't it? Yeah. Instead of silver, it looks gold. Goldberg. Gold belt. That looks awesome. Is that the most significant belt in wrestling history, you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, just because you think about Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair and obviously the NWO with the spray paint. Obviously, Hulk Hogan playing air guitar and Goldberg and the finger poke of doom and... Showing up with Heenan on the yeah, WWE. Absolutely. Flair taking it to the WWF and other greats like Bret Hart had it and Macho Man. I think it's the most significant belt in wrestling history. And it was one that came from Jim Crockett Promotions. Yeah. Old Nelson Royal ordered it. Sure did. From the uh, belt buckle company, like the Western Rodeo Belt Buckle Company, Crumron and Harris Leather. Uh, right there in North Carolina as well, made the, uh, strap for it. It's kind of fun that, you know, they went to Nelson Royal because somebody, maybe dusty, maybe Jim Crockett wanted a rodeo style championship belt. Uh, dusty and Nelson were buddies. Uh, Nelson from Mooresville, North Carolina. Yep. And that store's still around. You can go check it out. And I think his old, uh, NWA junior heavyweight title belt is framed over the door. Go pick yourself up some boots, do a little boot scooting buggy. If you ever want to see, uh, some of Nelson Royal, just, uh, look, uh, watch the build up to the bunkhouse stampedes because he did that campfire scene talking about what a bunkhouse stampede was all about a bunkhouse match. He also, uh, I think he was with dusty when he was, when dusty was trying to teach baby doll, how to be a lady Yeah, and had her, uh, riding a horse at the ranch. And of course she ran off with the horse. (laughs) Wow. Holy shit. Scott Hall is out and that's a hell. That was a big bump. Kevin go a little, little payback here. You know, to me, as great as stars as they are, both these guys and great performers, Hall and Nash work better as Hall and Nash and not against each other. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, they were the thing. They were the click. They were the cool. They were hip. Shit. They and Hogan are the reason we were what we were at this time. And as much as great as the luchadors were and Chris Jericho was and all the shit that they did, the reason we were who we were, well, Sting was part of that, was that whole NWO angle with Hogan and Sting and the outsiders. That was it. That was us. To the point to where NWO is still a thing today, right? I mean, it's not a thing that they actually use today, but they still sell the merch, don't they? Oh, absolutely. 
It has stood the test of time 20 years later. You know, as much as I like Scott Norton, and he was with, you know, he was in, he was at Star uh, Starcast and, and great, great guy and legitimately tough, bruising motherfucker. He just, star power, he just kind of doesn't fit in here, does he? No. He doesn't. But, and I'm just talking about star power. That's not his fault. It's a lot of it's positioning. It was like one of those things. So, so we go put in the battle Royal and they said, uh, and they come up all the names. Got to have somebody else. Well, put, put Norton in there and they did it without, uh, doing much to put him over again. We are criticizing not the person the use of the person. And you may say, well, that's, uh, they did as much with Scott Norton as they could. Really? That's the first time I noticed this whole show. I don't know if you had that big, uh, that giant, uh, that jumbo Tron or that big screen. Did you notice that? Yeah. Whenever they get the big wide shots. That's the first time I noticed it. Well, cause it was daytime or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever ask Eric, what would have happened if, uh, it had been a rainy day? That's a great question. We got, we were very fortunate that we didn't have them, but. Let's just say it was one of those days and there's see the helicopter in the background where it poured down rain all day and didn't stop. It's like that time we went to New York city and did something for MTV years ago, me and Zabisco. It was wrestling. It was on MTV wrestling and, and rock and roll. And it poured down rain the entire day. We were on the Chelsea pier, I think. And it was just, it was miserable. It kind of what what was what have been the plan if one of the outdoor uh, WrestleManias it pours down or it snows? Maybe they had it at uh, at uh, MetLife Stadium recently, and it could have snowed in New York, you know, that late, first of April. What's the plan there? I just well, they put a thing over the ring. Oh, I get that, but Fuck fans, the fans they don't care. But I mean, that's the reason they don't do, you know, a lot of shit like, um, you know, they don't do, there's not going to be a WrestleMania in Buffalo. Yeah. Well, I, I get that. I, I, I just did. I, I understand the stadium concept because WrestleMania is bigger than anything else. WrestleMania is like the super bowl. It's like the final four. It's the big one. And I get the stadium concept, but I never did understand why they would Take the chance to put it outdoors. Never understood that. But there you go. They've, they've been able to, wow, not a good spear. Uh, they have been able to uh, dance around it. They've been fortunate so far. 
think there couldn't have been a blizzard in New York City last year, 1st of April? Of course there could have been. But Goldberg knocking everybody out here. Oh, Luger's getting ready to take a spear. Does he know it? <laughs> yes. He, he braced himself. Yeah, not good. All right, now this is pretty fucking cool. It was a good finish for the moment, but it made absolutely no sense from a booking standpoint to do that finish on pay-per-view at this time. This was the first match where the audience seemed to have a vague idea who the wrestlers were. Although none got big pops, they seemed to have at least get the reaction as recognizable stars. Goldberg's reaction was way down compared to usual for the same reaction. Everyone else's was also because it's outdoors. It's harder to pipe the fake chance in. And there was a uh, little in the way of chance for him during the show or the match. Wait a minute. I guess them, the rules, I thought he had to throw him over the top. Well, you would think, right? Right. Instead, just pin him in the middle, just fucking ruin any sort of pay-per-view plans you had for the giant and Goldberg Just squash that. Yeah. Exactly. Who's booking this shit? Was this a committee? Yeah. So I'll throw that in there. All right. I would, I would hope that as the show, I would hope that they show some of the angle leading up to this match. Maybe not. I do want to mention the uh, little write up that happened in the observer. The show ended with a Travis trick concert that went more than the promised 30 minutes. Although as promised, the show contained the normal two hours and 49 minutes of wrestling. And it wound up being a three and a half hour show. Tritt's management held up WCW at the event for his money in advance, a bonus of three motorcycles and a Lear jet ride home, or it was threatened that he wouldn't perform. There were many cable systems around the country that blacked out the trick concert due to a communication breakdown with viewers choice, which was really out of control of WCW. We don't know what the general response nationally to this was, but media one has already informed its customers. That they would be offering complete refunds to everyone who ordered the show. Plus would even offer the replay of the show for free again, without the trick concert, because they didn't deliver the trick concert as advertised. And we're doing this as a goodwill gesture to their consumers. This is a pretty significant economic loss to WCW and WCW has informed media one that the main drawing point of the show was Leno and the trick concert wasn't realistically any kind of draw and not to give refunds. And they wouldn't accept that decision. But since media one had already informed its customers of its decision, it will almost surely not go back on it. The only buy rate reports we have at press time is that this show did very strong on the West coast, but disappointing in the Midwest. Leno showed footage of just about all of his ring time on the tonight show on August 10th and told a number of Hogan old jokes during his monologue. So how about that? What do you think about the, uh, the Travis trip fiasco? And did you hear that he held the company up for money here? Uh, yeah, I, I heard he had, 
I heard the, the Learjet thing. But I didn't hear the money thing. I want three motorcycles and you got to fly me home private and I want my money right now. Yeah. What a great guy, huh? Well, well, you know what I told that motherfucker walk home. Here's a quarter. Call <laughs> someone who cares. Fuck. Fucking asshole. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's terrible. And it, it, it's terrible that there, if you have a pay-per-view where you have to give refunds because of a miscommunication or because of, then somebody's, somebody's, somebody's not doing something right in your front office. Right. Yeah. By the way, um, I should mention that not the next day or two days after this on nitro, but nine days after this on nitro is when the ultimate warrior was scheduled to debut in Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. So that's where you guys were. Oh, let's get Hulk Hogan in here. Let's get uh, the ultimate warrior in here. Brother, who am I working with after the tonight show? What about warrior Hulkster? You never got to get that win back. Hulkster. He beat you in Toronto. Hulkster. Remember? You remember? And you can use some flash paper. Yeah. You hide in your trunks. Next to the thermos. Old brother brood eye lurking in the background, huh? Uh, Miss Elizabeth is the most attractive woman here at the rally by a wide she, margin. Uh, uh, she is, yes, she's the most attractive one at the rally, but I wouldn't say by a wide margin. I've seen some pretty hot looking women here. I'm trying to put over the dead. My apologies. Okay. You're right. Fucker. That's us. Try to put over the dead. She's That's what dead we do. and she wasn't that hot. Let's get Tony Schiavone quoted on all the no, news sites. No bullshit. She's dead, which is a fact. She was smoking hot, which no, was a don't fact. Don't backpedal now. You said, no, I'm not you, you said I'm not biker back, bitches were better. Don't stick fucking words in my motherfucking mouth. Motherfucker, especially some of those clowns out there on social media. Taking a lot of shots of this girl. Well, everybody knows this guy, don't they? There he is. Biggest star in the business. Yeah. Regardless of you, if you're looking at himself in the monitor too, regardless, if you are a casual fan which I know some people don't like that term. If you're a casual fan or if you're a real fan, you know, Hulk Hogan in that, 1998. That guy did not know how to do four life. He had his whole palm flat and just shook it up and down and then just kept the L right. Tuck your thumb asshole. It's not five life. It's four life. Hogan rides a Honda. I love that sign. It's the best. Well, you know, his anaconda don't want none unless you got buns on. Uh, this is real. By the way, anac- why is Kevin Eubanks not in the match? 
he's in as good a shape as any of the boys. He could have been right. Yeah. I mean, look at those guns on Kevin Eubanks. Not only that, when you watch this match develop, he did some pretty good shit on the outside. I remember us saying after it was over that oh, Eubanks was pretty good. Now there is a story that allegedly, I think I have this right. At the end of this match, Heenan took his headset off and looked at you and said, we're dead. Right. He thought that Jay Leno, a tonight show host, a comedian putting a hold on Hulk Hogan and Hogan selling it and doing it for an extended amount of time. So they could get as much footage of it as they could. You know, the flash bulbs are going nuts from the media and the press who are there to cover the mainstream Jay Leno. He thought that this was uh, exposing the business an embarrassment to the business, whatever. Do you remember that? What can you tell us about it? Yeah, I can remember that. And I can remember thinking that, uh, you, you, you didn't think it was that bad. No, no, I didn't think it was that bad. And I remember thinking, could think of the shit that they did in the WWF when Heenan was there, all the crossover stuff they did now, maybe not to this extent, but no, I, I, I think Heenan overreacted here completely. Uh, am I right there? Do you, do you agree with me or not? Um, I don't know. The WWF back leading up to this from the eighties on up to this, as long as WrestleMania had been alive, had been formed, had gone for the entertainment value and had used guys. I mean, they used Mr. T and maybe they, maybe they, drew the line to where they said, okay, we'll use, we will use all these, uh, celebrities, but we won't let them overshadow our, our wrestlers. A lot of the, a lot of the thought of Heenan was this, and, and this is, this is a school of thought when, when Hulk Hogan was Hulk Hogan back in the WWF back in the eighties, uh, no one looked bigger than Hulk Hogan unless he had a, a good opponent, but he always came out on top. Having a celebrity beat on Hulk Hogan was completely, I think, contrary to anything the WWF believed in. And th that's probably where Heenan was coming from. But I think he overreacted. And knowing Bobby, this wasn't the famous one to where he had way too much to drink, but knowing Bobby he had a little bit to drink by the time this match took place. Not saying he was drunk, but I'm saying he probably wasn't a hundred percent. Look at you banks. You're right. He's showing off those guns too, isn't he? Yep. Eric, you should know not to stand in front of the hard camera. Here's our boss. He needs to be on the other side to the left. Move over to the left. Nobody told him. 
Nobody told him. No, you know, a lot of times, a lot. I I had seen and, and seen so many shows because Jackie knew what the fuck he was doing. Jackie would tap the guy's leg, and tap the guy would look down, and Jackie would say, "Move over." But not here. And see, they're even trying to frame it to where where they keeping Bischoff out of the shot because it blocks so wow. I just thought I I thought all this was surreal. We're, we're talking about Jay Leno. We're we're talking about the guy who replaced Johnny Carson. Yeah, who was the biggest t- Johnny Carson was the biggest TV star ever. Absolutely. And now we got Jay Leno who replaced him, and here he is on our show. I just thought all that it was. I I think I was caught up more in the in the moment than I was the actual match. Of the idea that Jay Leno was in this match, and and that may have—I don't know—my commentary may have sucked. Any my commentary did suck, but it may have really sucked in this match because I was so caught up in who they were, other than what they were doing. It just blew my mind, and I, and I think the reason it blew my mind was growing up watching the Tonight Show was a big part of my growing up. Anybody who was my age and grew up in the 60s and 70s and even into the 80s after I got married, Johnny Carson was a big part of your life. Absolutely. So the Tonight Show to me was a big fucking deal. And here we were, as we saw at the beginning of this on that little video entrance package, we were part of the Tonight Show. And I told Eric when Eric and I I told Eric this when we were in. Chicago for uh, C2E2. I told Eric, I said, of all the things that you did for WCW, to me, the biggest moment, the moment that I remember more than anything else, was you sitting at Jay Leno's chair with your feet propped up. To me, that was that was the moment. That was a moment, and I'm I, I'm saying on a personal basis, maybe it really wasn't in the scheme of things. But on a personal basis, when I saw you at Jay Leno's chair, I'm thinking, we're finally on top. You can't get any bigger than this. And this match is a result of that. I just, to me, that was our biggest moment ever. Look at Leno. Showing a lot of fire, isn't he? How did you, as a, as a youngster... And you didn't buy this. I know you bought SummerSlam. How did you receive the build-up to this? Did you think it was bullshit, or did you think it was interesting? Stupid. Stupid. Do you think the whole Jay Leno thing was stupid? Yeah. Well, because it's just, you know, I like stuff when I can't call it. You know, like when you can. Right. You know, like I remember as a kid, they convinced me. But you couldn't call Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania six. Now, as an adult, you're like, clearly they got to put the young guy over. It's passing of the torch moment. But as a kid, I was convinced Hulk Hogan's going to win. I mean, this is just enjoy, enjoy being intercontinental champion, Mr. Warrior. And then, you know, I mean, even later the whole rock Austin trilogy. Like you can't call it like what's going to happen. 
Right. And even some of the, even here, the NWO stuff, you know, like where, oh, well the good has to prevail over evil big show or the giant. He'll beat him. Nope. Well, macho man, he'll beat him. Nope. There's no doubt when you see that this is the match, what's going to happen. Right. Like you just know, as soon as this is announced, you're like, okay. Uh, Bischoff or Hogan's taking the pin. No doubt. And yes, there is the, the intrigue of, well, how do we get there? But I don't want to pay $40 to figure out how we get there. I want to pay $40 cause I can't call it. And I want to see it. Like, I think that's the reason a lot of people bought all the Floyd Mayweather pay-per-views. It's not because Floyd Mayweather was a knockout artist. I mean, he couldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight, but that motherfucker, you, you, you bought the pay-per-view to see him lose, man. Somebody's going to shut his mouth. Right. And it almost happened uh, early in the Shane Mosley fight. And I was at that one. And it was like the first time I remember being on the edge of my seat for Pacquiao. I mean, not a Pacquiao, but a, a Mayweather fight. Like, oh my God, he almost got him. But that's what you were looking for. Like somebody's got to beat this fucking guy. Here we go. Here's the moment. Right. The big start selling. Yeah. Are the flash bulbs. I, I, I can see where now going back and looking at this again, where this is kind of bullshit. Well, there's a lot of bullshit. Look at it. Yeah. Just fucking punch him. Yeah, this is the main event of a pay-per-view dude. And I get, I, I understand that, but, uh, by the way, here's he, what I'm saying. Just to put this in perspective, I, as a wrestling consumer had to choose, do I want to see this NWO battle Royal with Goldberg and then this match, or do I want to see Triple H and the rock in a ladder match for the intercontinental title and then stone cold and the undertaker for the world title. Looking back on it here, as we set in uh, 2019, uh, by the way, from Madison square garden, right. Or uh, a biker rally with Jay Leno. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's much of a choice there. Here's the thing too. Like if you're going to do a biker rally, I know that's not a thing, but giving it for instance, let's get dog, the bounty hunter in there. Uh-huh. Like how many of these bikers do you think? Oh, God damn. Jay Leno's my favorite comedian. Yeah. Remember that time he did that wacky headline skit about how the hams were for sale three for 69 cents. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <sighs> Don't shit on my show. I loved, I loved when they had jaywalking. And they ran into a young Casio kid and Casio got over to the point that they made him a regular correspondent on the tonight show. And now he does run-ins on Tony Schiavone's podcast. Boy, his career is fucking doing great. <laughs> Why didn't we have that dumbass help us call this one? He's probably, oh, know. he's probably recording Casio's cut. No, realistically, we're recording this. When he's morning. at the radio station right. doing his number one morning show, of course we're busting Cassio's balls, but he has the number one radio show in Huntsville, Alabama, which is sort of like saying you've got all your teeth at the waffle house. 
but still number one morning show in Huntsville, Alabama for like a decade now. Yeah. If you're a dude and you live in North Alabama, you listen to Jimbo and Cassio and rock at 95.1. Why did he not stay in LA and why did he not? Oh, he, he was in LA. He did the whole, he's part of the groundlings and he did the whole tonight show thing for years. And he did a, a reality TV show uh, that was like spoofing the bachelor called the Fatchelor. And he did that silly gimmick where you like get in the bodysuit and try to make yourself into a shape and go through the little hole that's cut out. I mean, so he had some stuff that he did. Okay. And then he ends up in Huntsville with us. Marrying Big Booty Judy. That worked out. That did work out. Yes. And this is a. And I think Big Booty Judy would agree with us that. This show is coming to you from a very rural area. I love you for that. You know, what's funny is it makes me wonder when you're out here and these bikers are drunk, do you think any of the boys were worried about people throwing rocks? No, I don't think they were worried at all. Whenever Judy says the word worried, she sounds like, um, and the princess bride, when the guy's doing the marrying, the, the ceremony says marriage. That's the way Judy says worried. Yeah. You know that Judy takes her, uh, her dragon on a walk. Wouldn't surprise me. She's a rocket scientist, right? She has a bearded dragon and she puts a leash on it and walks it around her yard. Oh, I'm sure she does. She's also done this with her snake. Yeah. feels like her snake needs the exercise, needs to go yeah. outside. So she puts a little necklace around the snake. No, walks no, no, it. no, you can't walk a snake. You can slither a snake, but you can't walk. Well, she slithers the snake, which yeah. sounds like something you're going to say in a rap song next week on. Can I eat it by DJ quick? <laughs> uh, as much as Lois really likes Judy. And Judy likes Lois. They really got along. They really hit it off. Uh, and they did it over booze. Yes, they did. Uh, not just booze. Moonshine. Moonshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's how you know we got fine Southern women in our lives. That's right. We we would never, ever go to Cassio's house. Ever. No, me neither. I mean, here's the deal. He bought a house and used yeah. my mortgage company to get it and. It took about seven or eight months, I guess. And he finally invited me, but he did it on a night where he knew I'd be taping. So he knew I couldn't come. And then he invited me another time when he knew that Megan had been driving seven hours and we wouldn't come. And I think he's doing that because he wants to spare me the trouble of going over there where there's a legit dragon, a legit snake, a legit, um, tarantula. Yeah. What else does she have? She's got a barracuda. I think she's got a little cheetah. Um, I know she's got like a, just a bed of razors. I don't even know what that's about, but there's like a bed of razors that she's into. And I think she's got like thumbtacks on the back porch. And yeah, I couldn't go over there and Lois couldn't go over there because we would be worried that the snake would get loose. Well, or that the 38 cats or 17 dogs or that wolf that they have, they got a pit bull. They got a wolf. I mean, it's just, it's like Ace Ventura, but for the shitty animals. Like not even the good animals 
And like, there's no lassie looking dogs over there. It's a goddamn wolf and a motherfucking pit bull <laughs> and a tarantula and a snake. This is all real. And oh a, yeah. And a dragon. And, and like Judy, I don't know that you know this, but Judy, um, she's got some sort of back issue. So she sleeps on one of those inversion tables upside down, <laughs> but she does that because her bat, she has a bat. She's like the real bat girl. It sleeps upside down. That weirds Casio out. So hey, married her anyway. Oh, it's undefeated. I'm going to tell you now. Undefeated. Look at this diamond cutter. Fuck. Here comes you banks. That's a hell of a diamond cutter, man. Double coconuts. Jay hooks the leg. What's going to happen? There it was. Thank God. There's seven minutes left in this show though. Yikes. That's enough time to walk our snake or your bearded dragon or your cheetah or sleep on a bed of razors or sleep upside down with your fucking bat. Fans are uh, responding though. Aren't they? Now, you know what I was kidding you know, about the sleeping on a bed of razors. She does legit have a bed of nails though, that she thinks yeah. relaxes her. Yeah. I bet. Uh, you know what the, you know, what's over with the fans booze, uh, HJs no. and, uh, no, 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 no. No, within this match, the fucking diamond cutter. Oh, the diamond cutter is the hottest move in wrestling, even in right. 99. I mean, 98. Right. And the fans are into it, man. It's time by, for the heat. By the way, as a reminder, last month, the main event was Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman against Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone. One month later, Jay Leno. Did you guys go to the well too many times on celebrities here in 98 or what? Yes, we did. But do you know why? Because Tyson got over. Well, and because the man, uh, oh, here we go. The man running the show was Hollywood Hulk Hogan. And that's what he wanted. How about Goldberg's not only coming down, he's coming down, wearing his belt around his waist. I'm going to need to pretend that every time Hogan goes anywhere, I mean, Goldberg goes anywhere, he's uh-huh. wearing the belt. If you see him at a seven 11, got the belt on. He's at the home Depot, got the belt on. Well, he's proud of his his accomplishment. Well, they wanted in for this picture opportunity for him to have the belt on to let everybody know, you know, cause diamond Dallas page, they got his name. He's been involved in this angle all, all along, but they can now mention that goal. Instead of just saying another bald wrestler, they can say, oh, and WCW wrestling champion, Bill Goldberg. Well, you gotta be proud of what you're, you, for instance, if for when I was younger, if I would have had a chance to spend a night with Francine, oh God, I would have ended up wearing her panties around my head for a couple of days. Why are you doing this? It's a sense of accomplishment. So there are your winners. There they are. There they are. And here's, and we still got what? Four minutes to go in the show. So let's show the replays over and over and over for what it was. Conrad, it wasn't that bad. Sure. It was a predictable finish, but Leno and this from Eubanks was pretty damn good, but it shouldn't have been a main event of a pay-per-view. No, you're right. But look at this diamond cutter. Very well done. 
kudos to Eric Bischoff for taking it well too. And just think, this isn't the last of Eric Bischoff on pay-per-view. We're going to see him beat Ric Flair at Starcade. There's a moral to that story. I wonder, I wonder how much longer until he beats uh, Shane McMahon on SmackDown. Uh, the moral to the story is unless you've got a great storyline and you've got uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin on the other side, and you're the boss. Stay out of the ring. Speaking of boss, man, look at that jacket. Oh God, you're like That's a legit boss. badass here. That's boss. What do you think of uh, Mike Tanay's Canadian tuxedo? Uh, it's. I made a. I made some sort of snide remark about it at the beginning. What do you think about Heenan's hat here? Yeah, Bobby's, uh, Bobby's had a little bit too much here, I think. Fill the time, boys. Fill the time. What are you saying? I'm saying, well, we saw Jay Leno win, defeat Hogan. We saw Goldberg come down. And I guess now we're just kind of, uh, building just building Goldberg here. Oh, fuck it. You've given up on this show. Tony, when I look at my watch, it's about that time. I haven't given up on this show. What else you want me to say? Well, I want I've you given- to try to be funny. We didn't do any, any funny Tony Schiavone promos this whole time. That's right. Fans. I'm not going to do funny promos. You see, I only do those for court Bauer <laughs> and I'll do them very rarely at that. I'm getting paid the big bucks to sit at home. Of course we know that's a lie. That's why I'm in a fucking van riding all over these bullshit towns like Biloxi and Montgomery and Chattanooga coming up next though. We got a real piece of shit for you. Travis Tritt. He's in some T R O U B L E, uh, but he's getting a fucking one way ticket out of here on a jet airplane. Here's some more pyro. Look at us. Just jack off Ted Turner's money everywhere. Pew, 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 pew. Every one of those shots about 10 grand which is more than any of our performers made for a pay-per-view bonus because nobody bought the shit and those who did got refunded. You can literally see us jacking off Ted Turner's money. Bam, bam, bam. And all the fans below who paid a total sum of $0 and zero cents are having not the time of their lives because they're not wrestling fans. They're just here for funnel cakes and HJs. We are desperately out of time. We gotta go. How did I do? You did great. Next month, fall brawl. It's wrestling in front of wrestling fans. We don't know what the card is or who will be there, but look at these random clips of violence. We don't have any idea what will be there, but here's a tank. Bam. Coming all over your face. Sunday, September 13th, live on pay-per-view. Call your cable or satellite company to order now or... Fucking don't. We don't care. It's not our money. Tremendous. Again, I came here to this show with my dick in my hand. And don't make me leave here with my foot in your ass. Be cool. And don't worry about how I'm ripping this shit. I'm effervescent and I'm off that crescent. Nastier than a full grown German shepherd. Motherfucking keep stepping. We're out of time. We'll see you next week 
on what happened when on the MLW Radio Network, as well as on Patron. Hi, this is Lois Shivani. Consider yourself lucky. You only have to listen to Tony. I have to live with him. Anyway, promotional considerations are paid for by the following. Tony and Conrad Live, coming to Wayne, New Jersey at Turf City Indoor Sports Center on Saturday, September 28th at 3 p.m. Part of the GoPro Wrestling event later that night. Get your tickets at TonyandConradLive.com and buy BoxOfGimmicks.com, the official store of What Happened When? Something to wrestle with. 83 weeks and grilling JR. Log on and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life or something for yourself. And by patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Join Tony and Conrad with bonus podcasts, behind the scene videos, live chats, and new content each week. And by my favorite, my all-time favorite, LoisRules.com. Get all your t-shirts from What Happened When? Right now. And named after your favorite person in the WHW universe. And by StarCast 3. StarCast is returning to Chicago on Labor Day weekend, August 29th through September 1st. For more information, go to Starcast.com. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. Ah!